This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Harry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. You're gonna see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Welcome, 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 everybody. We are live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. We'll call this Studio C1. We're in the studio inside Two Guys Smoke Shop today in Nashua. This is the grand opening of the 50th Diamond Crown Lounge. We have flowing hors d'oeuvres here. uh, And uh, Eric Newman, the president of J.C. Newman Cigar, the owner of Brick House, Quest Array, and, of course, Diamond Crown is here with us. We'll talk with him um, about the history of cigars. This guy is the history book of cigars. For sure. For sure. Um, we got lots coming up. If you want to come by, this is a uh, Diamond Crown event that's happening here, and uh, that means uh, spectacular deals and promotions going on if you want to come by meet eric newman and uh the folks from the jc newman cigar company this is so much more than an event this is the grand opening grand opening of the two guys smoke shops diamond crown lounge this is it this is the big show that's why the hors d'oeuvres are here we've got pretty girls walking around with hors d'oeuvres we've got cigars there's deals all over the place big screen tv it's a whole thing Come on down. Today's the day to do it. Uh, this is Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashville, New Hampshire, where we are. Take Route 3 to Exit 1. Come down the exit, and you'll see us right before you get to Daniel Webster Highway. You'll see Two Guys Smoke Shop. Come on in. Meet Eric Newman. Uh, this guy is a wealth of cigar information. We'll have him on the show, and uh, he'll tell us about that and a lot more. All right. We are being broadcast on WWZ. Do I really have to read the radio stations every time? They do the call letters. At the top of the hour, themselves. They like it. They like it. Give it to them. So are they like when I advertise each station because they're all separate? I don't Whatever. Know. Just, I'll do it. We'll talk about this after the show. After the show, we'll discuss this. Fair enough. He saves everything for the show. <laughs> this is the show, Jerry. WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution, Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, and also broadcasting last week's show, which means this week's show will be broadcasted next Sunday on thecigarstation.com from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1. You just pick any 11 o'clock during the day and listen till any 1 o'clock during the day, and you're guaranteed to hear the show. And we're also podcasted for your downloading and listening convenience on thecigarauthority.com and iTunes, where you can set it and forget it. And today, especially, it's important to catch the video streaming because this is essentially a new set. We got you on the wrong side of me. We're stuck inside this cubicle. It's hot. Dave keeps passing gas, and I'm stuck inside. That's this not true. Room. It's not true this at all. It's a little room, and I, I don't know what I'm going to do. Uh, we're in here because we actually need the space today, so we backed into the humidor. It's humid in here. It's hot. <laughs> it's humid. It's actually not hot. It's 70 or below. But it's not. It is humid. It is at 70% humidity in here. So we're feeling it. So, uh, of course, we are going to fire up a Diamond Crown right off the bat. We're going we're gonna to fire up the Diamond Crown number two. Here, Chuck, I'll just throw mine to you. Boom. Yeah. <laughs> There's a glass wall Whoa. between us. Yeah. 
Um, Diamond Crown uh, came out some years ago, and Eric will be on to tell us all about that. It was there to commemorate J.C. Newman's 100th anniversary. They came out with this brand. And what was unique about this brand was the size. Every size of every cigar is a 54 ring gauge. They needed to do this because of the blend that it is. Um, they had uh, so much going on in the blending that they needed to get bigger than the normal, at that time, 50-ring-gauge cigar. This was an oddball when this thing came out. It was 54. It was, oh, my God, it's so thick. Now we see 60-ring-gauges all the time, but these guys were, were the first to do such a thing, to go over the 50 barrier, and you're going to see a lot of that. You'll see uh, lots of firsts, and we'll talk about the different firsts that the J.C. Newman Company has done, and the J.C. Co Com Newman Company is the Newman family. And and uh, they've been around over 100 years. It started off with his great-grandfather and moved on. Uh, once again, Eric will bring that to fruition and tell us lots about that. Not only is the J.C. Newman Company about Brickhouse and Diamond Crown and the many brands that they carry, J.C. Newman Company is also the world distributor of a Toro Fuente cigars. So he can tell us about that, how that happened, how that came to be. Incidentally, this year is a Toro Fuente's 100th anniversary. So, what I used to think when I found out that J.C. Newman distributed for Toro Fuente was, how fortunate is J.C. Newman to get the account to distribute a Toro Fuente? But after meeting Eric and seeing the operation down there, yeah. I actually think the other way, that how fortunate is it for Toro Fuente that they met the Newmans? Because these guys are hard workers. I agree with you. I agree with you. I, I thought the, the the same because the Toro Fuente was such a hot cigar over the years, but uh, there's a reason for that, and I would say that it's the Newman family that uh, helped create that. So it's a beautiful marriage that it works Certainly out for is. both of them, for sure. Um, so we got a crowd coming in. People are pouring in. Hors d'oeuvres are being served. Uh, they're watching TV. They got uh, some chess going on here. We got a beautiful cake over there that uh, Jasmine made for us. Jasmine, the cigar girl. Yeah. She's been on the show before. Yeah. <laughs> and she'll be on again because we're going to be moving the show uh, soon uh, to the Seabrook store where you are. Uh, but she made a beautiful cake, and it's it's a giant ashtray with the Diamond Crown logo in it with a cigar coming out of it. And uh, somebody's going to have to cut the cake uh, while we're uh, on the show. It would so be nice if someone was cutting something other than the cheese <laughs> stuck inside this little cubicle. It's not true it's at all. It's awkward is what it is. Um, this is the Diamond Crown number two. Uh, I would say this has got to be seven and a half inches long. Oh, yeah. It's a club. It's big. It's not a cigar. It's a club. It uh, might even be eight inches. They have the Diamond Crown uh, regular line, which is this, uh, all 54 ring gauges. They have the Diamond Crown Maximus, and then they have the Julius Caesar that is only available at places that have Diamond Crown lounges. Uh, they also have a special size today that is a Bellicoso pointed at both ends. It's a Julius Caesar Bellicoso that is only given out today and only today on the grand openings of Diamond Crown Cigar Lounges. You can only get the cigar today and only today because it's the grand opening of the Diamond Crown Lounge. And uh, in order to get this, you're going to have to follow around with new Diamond Crown Lounges are, are opened. And as I say, there's, uh, I believe there's um, a total of 55 out there now. Uh, again, we'll, we'll bring Eric on. Uh, we got some smoke going on here. We'll bring Eric on. It's a little humid in here. It's humid. Um, I feel like a piece of meat. I'm being smoked and cured. That's what's going on. Yeah, we're in a cubicle and we're smoking cigars in a glass cubicle. You know so what we need? This ought to be interesting. It was an auric air purifier. 
Yes. And this could be a YouTube video, the manly way to test your air purifier. Oh, wait. I did that one already. Yeah. Speaking of manly videos, yeah. if you check out the blog on the, um, what are we? The Cigar Authority. Cigar the, the Authority. New Cigar Authority blog. If you haven't checked it out yet, if you are listening to a podcast, you need to go to the CigarAuthority.com. Not only is it the place where all the podcasts are and all the video streaming and everything that goes along, it is a constant blog that's being added to every single day. Check it out. See what we're talking about. Some of it's good. Some of it's not so good. Mr. Jonathan wrote some stuff this week, so some of well, it's not so good. Here's what happened. <laughs> yeah. the, the website guy who also does my website, Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. he learned a lesson the hard way. He gets that, uh, that ad go. right in there, huh? Making mountains move. Yeah. So <laughs> he, uh, he, when he did my website, he gave me a username and password for my website. So, of course, what do I do? I'm a kid with a new toy. I jump into the back end of the website, and I start changing stuff. Well, I crashed the whole site Yeah. in a matter of 10 minutes, crashed it, broke everything. He had to go back in and reboot my website. What does he do before he shows me how to use the Cigar Authority website? Gives me a username and password. So I went into the sandbox and started messing stuff up. You probably noticed that my first blog post was uh, yeah. a little goofy looking Yeah. because it was wrong. Okay. So he and I had to have a little Skype session and get it going. But once I figured out how to do the blog thing, I made... A new manly video, and it's right there on the site. I saw it. It's pretty interesting. It's Mr. Jonathan going into the ashtray, going into the ashtray and smoking a cigar from the ashtray. It's pretty gross. It's really something to catch. It's very gross. Yeah. <laughs> it's wrong. It's very it's wrong. It's very I needed gross. to prove a point, Chuck, that you could take a cigar, even if it came from the ashtray, and bring it back to life if need be. So it's, you know, people are afraid sometimes they put the cigar down, it goes out like David's cigar. He could relight that cigar an hour from now, and it will be fine. Was it your cigar? You'll have to watch the video. Yeah, I'm, not, yeah. <laughs> I'm not disclosing anything about the cigar or any of that stuff. You'll have to watch the video. So um, last week was Gianna's graduation and Matt's graduation. I had a bolt out of here uh, after the show to go to the graduation. But this week was the beginning of the college thing. She had uh, to go like to Suffolk University. Where orientation? They end the sleepover, and they show them uh, what goes where and why, and they come back with their classes, and it's hanging up on the refrigerator all proudly of the different classes she's going to take. So we looked what, at it last what kind night. Of, what kind of classes is she taking? Like English 101? First off, math. I want to start by saying 48.8. 48.8. That's $48,800 per year. Okay. Suffolk University. That's no cheap date. That's absurd. Anyway. Um, That's wasted money. Don't let me get started. <laughs> so uh, here's her cur curriculum. It, it's up there, and, and there's a couple of things with just one. They get one um, credit, credit, and then there's the four, like English, yeah. um, which gets four. But there was another one on there that sparked my attention, um, which was there's only four of them. Here, there, and everywhere. The Beatles. That is a class. So that's what, a half a credit? That is four credits. It doesn't get any higher than that. You that get is four four credits. The Beatles here, there, and everywhere. Forty-eight eight. Let's call four it four credits. Let's divide the forty-eight eight. Let's for easy math call it fifty. And there's four classes that uh, get four credits. That would be twelve five each. So twelve thousand five hundred dollars to go through the Beatles catalog. I could have done that for you in eight minutes on my laptop. 
Actually, free. Here, There, and Everywhere wasn't even an album. That was just one of the songs in one of the albums. Here, There, and Everywhere, the Beatles. I'm dying to see what it's about. Uh, you may have to go and audit the class. I would like my money back. <laughs> <laughs> I would like a refund, please, Suffolk University. So it's interesting anyway. Uh, how long do we have to talk her out of going? That's the real question. I think it's 30 days once she starts. I, I went 30 over days? All right. I think so we 30 days. Though. So what does that give us? 60 days from now to just start? It doesn't start till September, so. Reverse brainwashing her? Uh, I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> um, so first of J.C. Newman. Um, they did a lot of stuff out there. They were, uh, when, when the Internet started and chat rooms began, uh, it was J.C. Newman that put out the cigar family. Uh, they are a family of cigars. It's been uh, four generations of it, and they uh, created a site called thecigarfamily.com. Uh, it is probably the most popular uh, blogging, um, not blogging, but chat room site, chat site. Um, yeah. on cigars. It's been out there since the very, very beginning. Uh, they were the first to do that. Um, Eric, I believe Eric's son, Drew, uh, is the one that set that up. He's now, um, uh, I think he's just finishing up college now, uh, law school, um, and he put the thing together way back when. They were also the first ones on the on the um, Big Ring Gate cigars, as I said. They were also the first ones bundling cigars, hmm. taking a, a cigar out of a box, saving the money on the box, putting it in a bundle as La Unica. They were the first people to use Cameroon. On a cigar. Really? There's a lot more. I was looking for an old show when we had Don DeCappin on the show, and we went through all the firsts. I can't find it. You couldn't find it. Chuck, are we missing uh, some of the shows? Some, some of the, the old shows? Video broadcasts. Yeah, but, but, but the, the podcasts? Let's let's just be realistic about didn't this, Didn't we Chuck? use two, two podcast companies at one point? No. Let's, let's think about what happens when the show wraps up. What does David do? He goes into his office at whatever store we're in, immediately goes onto his computer to make sure that the podcast is up and that the video is running. Does he not? And when it isn't, I usually text you yep. immediately and, and say, where is it? Yep. Heads roll when something doesn't happen. So in order and for I get that, right on it. Yep. In order for that show not to have been podcasted, he would have had a stroke because it, he would still be thinking about it and talking about it because he does every day until it's something fixed. gets done. His email was down for 30 days, oh, yeah. 30 and for days. 30 days, every single day, it's all set. we all had to hear about how his email doesn't work. It was bad. How do you? I mean, he runs a company. How do you run a company without email? He has more and he's lost. So anybody out there, by the way, if you think I'm a jerk and you've been emailing me <laughs> he the is past a jerk, month, but it has nothing to do with not right, getting your I, email. I am a jerk, but listen, I, I didn't re not return your email because I never got it. You never got notification that I never got it. And now that I have it up, they didn't come back. They're gone forever. So whatever happened, what what? possibilities I had for uh, getting new product or, or any kind of business offering that happened. I missed it. It's gone. I missed 30 days. And it'll be interesting to see uh, years from now what those things were because I'll be like, I never got the chance to get this. Yeah, I sent you an email on it. Oh, that had to, had to be in 2012 in the month of June. Because that's when it happened. It well, probably I, only cost you half a million dollars. I fear that, Don't even worry about it. I fear that there may be some podcast files that are now, like your email, gone. Uh, because what happens is when we upload new podcasts to our service, which is podbean.com, they yep. host our podcast, uh, there's only a limited amount of space. 
So sometimes what you have to do to, to get a new podcast on there is archive older ones. And those archive files aren't always accessible. I've noticed that myself. Ah, interesting. So yeah. the key to um, watching, listening to the Cigar Authority is don't wait. Yeah. Get on there. Well, we're talking like the early years may not all be available, I guess. But, but what I've noticed is since we've been on iTunes, every single podcast that we've done since launching on iTunes is there. So iTunes is storing them all. Because they can handle it. Because they can handle it. Well, okay. they definitely can handle it. It's a whole Mac thing. You but guys the, wouldn't understand. No. But this was before iTunes when we had yeah, the app on the show. Correct. So I believe it's lost. I, I believe, you know, we had talked about the lost episode. I believe we have lots of lost episodes at this point. It's possible, yeah. So, so you had mentioned something a second ago. You said uh, that you would text Chuck if something was wrong with the podcast. Yeah. If yep. you would send Not him a something text. was wrong, that it wasn't there. Yeah. yeah. So you send Chuck a text. Yeah. Where's the podcast? That is probably a very appropriate way to use text messaging. Would you say that? Yeah. Where are you going with this? Now, because I, I'm ready to. You, you want to fight? I'm ready. <laughs> Where are you if going you, with this? If you were going to, let's say, uh, end a relationship with a girl. Would you use text messaging? Would you say, listen, trash is dumped and so are you, end of relationship, via text? Not me. I would go right face-to-face. Face-to-face. That's my style. Send an email, maybe? No. No? You're a face-to-face kind of yeah. person. Yeah, especially bad news. Interesting. I found out some bad news this week via text message. Oh, I, I thought you were going someplace totally different than you did. <laughs> I thought you were looking for a fight from me. But no. Okay. No. Why? What did you do? Because I got lots of texts from you this week, and your text did not end. I would say, yes, <laughs> and then you would get back to me again and say, oh, I thought so. And then I would say, okay. And then you would come back again, and, you know, it doesn't end. This is the problem with text messaging with people. Say what you got to say, stop it, and, and the conversation ends, but it doesn't end. There's, there is they, a whole politeness thing with texting. But one of the things you don't do is end a business relationship yeah, yeah. via text. And that happened to me this week. My feelings were a little bit hurt. Well, it's I won't mention any parties' names because I don't want. No, to... but it's it's all over the internet and everything, so it's funny. No, don't mention any parties' names and don't, don't go on four radio shows at the same time and right. do podcasts and everything and mention it too. So you you're blowing it up anyway. So <laughs> somebody ended a relationship with you, a business relationship with you, and after uh, 15 years, after 15 years, did it via text, which is pretty scummy in my personal opinion, but they're paying the price right now, I think. I think so. Never fight with a guy that buys um, ink by the barrel. That's an old uh, thing about newspaper people. You would never fight with newspaper people because they buy ink by the barrel, which means they put it in print. You're talking to, uh, to a guy that uh, has uh, 4,000 Facebook people along with uh, four radio stations behind him and podcasts and everything else with and lots You'd of want to have a face-to-face conversation and, and set up it nicely an amicable parting of the ways. i would say right now they feel like they should have i hope so, so and i hope learn something i hope i get a phone call and that's where it ends up going the thing is we're having a conversation on the radio right now and, and it's a it's a personal conversation because nobody knows what the hell we're talking about so let's move on from that i'll blog about it later yeah <laughs> <laughs> and speaking of the blogs uh Lots of interesting blogs that are out there. Uh, one thing I want to mention that we uh, are in the middle of a heat wave here in uh, in New Hampshire. Yeah, anyway, we uh, we've had three days in a row over 90, 95 degrees. It's very hit, very uh, hot. We actually hit 103 degrees on uh, in Seabrook. Wow, it is hot. And um, 
you know, people come into the cigar store always uh, for their humidors and things, and they want to maintain their humidor at about 70% humidity, which is probably not a problem right now because it's humid as can be. But the problem is that the, the saying is 70-70, 70% humidity and 70 degrees. And people just push that degree thing away like it doesn't even matter. 70 degrees is very important, and actually you can bring it down to 50 if you wanted to, but the problem is to get humidity up to 70 at 50 degrees is very hard. So 70-70 is a thing to go with. It can be lower, but, you, you know, you're trying to get your humidity up to around 70, even 65, 62. The, the temperature is the problem right now, and if you're having problems with your cigars because you keep them in your house and the air conditioner isn't on when you go to work, and it gets very, very hot, and it's 100 degrees in your house, and your cigars seem awful soggy. Um, that's only one of the bad problems that's happening to your cigars. The biggest problem that happens with Actually, your... it, uh, starting in September, Gianna will be able to tell us what happens because she's taking a class. I used her own pun, and you're oh, staring at me like I'm crazy. Beatles, the Beatles. Oh, oh, oh. There's where he's going, the Beatles. Wow. All right. Read your blog post. Speaking of belt buckles. Right. So, um, yeah, you get what happens is microscopic eggs that are on all leafy vegetables and when things it's too like soggy. that. It's there anyway, but they're microscopic. You can't see what, what's happening in the eggs, but they hatch at a certain temperature, like over 80 degrees or something, these things can hatch. Then they grow into these beetles, and the beetles eat tobacco from the inside out, from the outside in. And you'll see holes and little, little, uh, like sand inside your humidor, and that's because bugs are eating the tobacco. And it's the worst thing that can happen. They infestate everything. I mean, if that was happening inside the humidor we're in right now, with there's thousands and thousands of cigars in here, and the temperature got too high, we would get eaten alive. It would ruin everything. Well, this can happen in your own humidor that you have at your house in extreme temperatures like this. You have to keep your temperature down. More importantly, even than, than the humidity, the temperature is going to just ruin everything. And I'm seeing it right now that people are coming in, and my cigars are soft. They're, you know, they're overhumidified. That's what's happening there. The temperature in your house, you know, when you question them, um, you know, do you have air conditioning in your house? Yeah, I do. Is it on all the time? Well, I don't keep it on all day long when, I'm, when we're out. You know, we shut it off when we're out for the day. And the temperature gets to be 100 degrees inside your house. Therefore, your cigars get to be 100 degrees, and you got problems. Also, if you're buying cigars in a cigar store that seems very, very high-temperature hot inside that humidor, inside that cigar store, that's a problem. That's a problem for the cigar store, and that will be a problem to you. You're going to buy a cigar in that store. You put it in your humidor where you have all your cool cigars, and they're going to infestate the other cigars in there. So temperature is very important. That's one of the blogs that are on this week mentioning to you. It's very important. Listen, there's millions of dollars worth of cigars in these stores. Uh, we got to keep them good. You have hundreds of dollars worth of cigars in your humidor. Keep the temperature right. If you have to, and uh, put the humidor down the basement. That's where mine is. Yeah, especially in weather like this. When it, when it calms down or something, it's not so bad, but this is the time it's really bad, depending on where you are in the temperature. I heat with wood in my house, and it gets so dry upstairs that I just have to keep them in the basement. Otherwise, I can't keep up with the humidity in the wintertime. It's impossible. The basement stays a little damper, and it, the temperature's regulated down there because it's underground. Okay, I can't wait any longer. We're going to take a break. When we come back, we're going to bring Eric Newman in. 
He's the president of J.C. Newman, the owner of Diamond Crown, and an uh, exclusive distributor of Arturo Fuente Cigars. He is the historian on cigars. He's going to tell you the history of cigars as it goes to the J.C. Newman Company and a lot more. Stay tuned, everybody. You're listening to The Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. I'd like to file a missing persons report. I've lost my one true love. Uh, what does she look like? She is like no other. Her skin, dark, simply gorgeous. Not slender, but firm to the touch. Well, we'll do everything we can for you, sir. The night we met over a fine scotch, it was love at first sight. Details. I need details, sir. Well, she's about five and a half inches tall. You mean five feet tall? No, inches. Oh, she's a mid, a dwarf, uh, a little person. No. She's a cigar. Ah, right, sir. Is she a Fleur de Lorraine cigar? The cigar that men around the world are falling in love with? Yes. Oh, I've seen this before. Louie! Yeah? Uh, get him a Fleur de Lorraine cigar and a list of United Cigar retailers to carry it. Fleur de Lorraine cigars. Simply gorgeous. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailers across the country. Fleur de Lorraine. Stop missing out. Mr. Jonathan, a shadowed figure spinning tunes on records that do not exist. Mr. Jonathan, a young cigar smoker on a crusade to champion the oldies, top 40, and yes, even country, with a host of DJs that operate above the mix. Mr. Jonathan is my dance instructor. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ. Mr. Jonathan is me. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. Your one-stop shop for everything DJ and sound production. Mr. Jonathan is my DJ.com. It's an exquisite day here at the Jensen Estate patio overlooking the 13th green. And we're underway. Jim Jensen has chosen his favorite stick. The Diamond Crown Number no. 4 by J.C. Newman. See the way he holds the cigar, Tom? Mm-hmm. Excellent balance and heft. Ooh, he's eyeing the silky Connecticut Shade Wrapper, fermented twice for the smoothest, richest flavor. And hand-rolled by the Fuente family with a blend of six to seven distinct Dominican and Caribbean basin tobacco leaves. Each lovingly aged for at least five years. Oh, now Jensen's lighting up the Diamond Crown. He's got a precision burn, Tom. Mm, those highly complex flavors with hints of dark chocolate really deliver, Bill. Yes, like all cigars in J.C. Newman's premium diamond crown line. That'd be the highly rated Maximus and the Julius Caesar. Ah, now Jensen's settling in, rolling the rich smoke through his nose. Look at the satisfaction on his face, Bill. Oh, a thing of beauty, Tom. Experience the premium diamond crown brand by J.C. Newman at select retailers or diamond crown lounge near you. Find us on Facebook at J.C. Newman Cigar Co. or visit diamondcrown.com. You're listening to David Garofalo and Mr. Jonathan on the Cigar Authority. And they wanted me to tell you about the Cigar Station. It's the world's first 24-7 radio station, custom programmed for cigar smokers and lovers of the good life. Enjoy cool tunes from familiar artists. Everyone from Van Morrison, Phil Collins, and Dave Matthews to Paul Simon, Sade, and Tony Bennett. 
and stay informed with Cigar College, Cigar News and Reviews, and Smoke Breaks, interviews with cigar-loving celebrities and industry personalities. Give us a listen. The Cigar Station at thecigarstation.com. Born of cold Russian winters, the wheat of hammer and sickle is hand-cleared in the Black Earth region, then dry-shipped to the distillery, where masters of the craft distill and filter hammer and sickle six times, transforming the harvest into a smooth, super-premium vodka, worthy of its Russian heritage. Hammer and sickle, super-premium vodka, Russian reborn. 40% alcohol by volume, imported by Clean Spirits, LLC, Massachusetts. Please enjoy responsibly. here live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the grand opening of the Diamond Crown Lounge, probably number 55, I believe. 55, and with me is Eric Newman, the president of J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Eric, thank you for joining us here. David Love, thank you for the invitation. Congratulations on being the 55th Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge in the country. Thank you for having us. Uh, honored to be part of it. Great cigars, great company that you... Uh, a president of, um, you know, this goes back to your grandfather. I mean, you've been uh, in the cigar business your whole life. Well, my grandfather, somebody asked me how I got in the cigar business. I got him because I picked my grandparents well. Yeah, good job. <laughs> good job. My grandfather came, was born in 1875, came with his four brothers and a sister in 1888, was born in Hungary, migrated to Cleveland, big Hungarian district in Cleveland, and his brothers all became tailors. That's what immigrants did those days. Okay. They made clothes. My grandfather didn't want to become a tailor. So his mother paid a cigar maker $3 a month to teach his son how to make cigars. In 1890, he became a good cigar apprentice. And 1895, went to business for himself. Good. And we've been in business for 117 years. 117 years. And this cigar we're smoking, Diamond Crown, was to celebrate the 100th anniversary. That That's correct. This is a, a product that my a project of my father and Carlos Fuente developed started in 1990, anticipation of our 100th anniversary. My father went to uh, actually to Carlito to make a very special scarf for upcoming 100th anniversary. Dad wanted to make a scarf that had never been made before, didn't care how long it would take to make, whether it would sell, how much it would cost. He just wanted to make a special scarf for the anniversary. And one thing that makes Diamond Crown special is... Uh, Dad wanted to have a 54-ring size cigar, ring yeah. gauge. And back in those days, 52 was the thickest cigar ever made. And, and Carl said, we don't have a mold. We'll make one because Dad knew the thickest the cigar, the more leaves you could blend, maintain the continuity of the flavor. And we came out with Diamond Crown again for in, in 1995. Wow. I, re- I remember when it came out, and at the beginning, it was it was made only for the West Coast. Well, it was introduced at the same time Fuente Fuente Opus X was introduced. Right. And I'm not saying we we had a contest, but this in the middle of the cigar boom. They're both limited supply. Fuente couldn't make enough of them, so he, we decided mutually that he would introduce his uh, FFOX on the East Coast and kind of work toward the middle of the country. And so, okay, then we'd start on the West Coast and work backwards toward the middle of the country. And somewhere maybe around the middle of Mississippi, we met after a a, a couple years, but that's the way it started. I'll tell you a story. Um, I was in the business at the time, and uh, we got the Opus X at the beginning when it came out. It was a big deal to have it, but I would hear the rumblings of the Diamond Crown happening to the guys on the West Coast. And uh, I got a call from a friend of mine way back then who was uh, running a cigar store out in California called Gus's Smoke Shop. Yes. And he said, uh, Dave, I have... Um, 
some of these diamond crowns I know you're, you're salivating over that you want, and I know you have something that I want, which is Opus X. I wonder if you, uh, we can uh, swap a couple boxes, and if you want to use them for your own consumption, if you want to sell them, or what would you want to do, but this is what I'd really like to do. That person was Pete Johnson, who is Touchwise wow. Cigars. So I said, all right, what is the retail on this one? And we're trying to figure out, you know, two businessmen trying to figure out what the good deal is. And we made the deal so that I was able to have Diamond Crown uh, because, to be honest with you, Diamond Crown was more in my wheel of taste. It was a milder cigar. Um, the Opus X was too strong for me personally, so I wanted it personally anyway. But uh, your, your old rep, Don DeCappa, uh, who, who just left, uh, came into the store one day. This is when we were in Boston. We had three stores in the Boston area. And he came in, and he saw them on the shelf, and he said, where'd you get this? And I said, I really shouldn't tell you because I don't want to get anybody in trouble or anything like that. If there's anything not kosher about doing this, I don't know. And... Um, Somebody, must have been your West Coast guy, went into Gus's smoke shop and saw the Opus X over there and asked Pete and says, wow, where'd you get this? And Pete, not being as bright as I was at the time, said, oh, I switched with David, two guys smoke shop. So eh, we both got a little in trouble, but uh, that's the uh, first Diamond Crown cigar I uh, ever had. And it was me and Pete Johnson working at a cigar store in 1995. And uh, Great story, dude. Yeah. <laughs> in fact, we, we launched Diamond Crown at the Grand Havana Room in Beverly Hills, and I think Pete Johnson was there because Pete was working different smoke shops sure. at the uh, time, and and I never heard that story. Yeah, thanks for sharing. Yeah. <laughs> so that's that's when it started. I loved it ever since. I mean, that was that was up my wheel alley. Um, it was very interesting being as thick as it is. I don't go for a 60 ring gauge, too kind of thick for me or something. But this one is right, and every size is the same thickness, but the size of the cigar is different. But the blends of it, it tastes like the same cigar. It's also a double fermented Connecticut wrapper. Most most uh, wrappers go through one fermentation. So today I work with Carlos to go through a second fermentation. That once the uh, tobacco leaves are are, are bulked and and they're put in bales, they're sorted again and they go back for a second fermentation, which makes more even, smoother, flavorful type of wrapper. On top of the filler, which is which is aged for five five years. In fact. When Dad first came to Carlos about this, one day, well, most cigar makers are paid on a piecework basis. The more cigars you make in the Dominican Republic, almost anywhere, the more cigars you make. But Fuente had a group of rollers to make his Opus X and Diamond Crown too. The best rollers are are paid a top fixed rate of pay. So their incentive is to make the best cigars rather than the most cigars. Oh, wow. Those are the rollers chosen for Diamond Crown and Fuente Fuente Opus X. So we got the best rollers, the best tobacco, and it was a. You're right. Diamond Crown is a different taste of profile than yeah. FFOX. Yeah. It's creamy. It's rich. It's smooth. Clean. Clean, clean. taste. Well balanced. Yeah. And it won't kill your taste buds. And it's a. It, for those who like stronger cigars, maybe it's a good cigar in the in the morning. And but it was interesting during the uh, cigar boom, people started want stronger cigars. They said you should make Diamond Crown, you know, stronger. People start drinking scotch. All of a sudden, they want stronger scotch or stronger bourbons. And Dad said, we aren't changing our blend. But what we did do is that's what led to the introduction of, of Diamond Crown Maximus. Sure. Uh, rather than chain monkey with a, a winner of Diamond Crown, sure. Dad said, let's come out with a 
have your fuller flavored Dama Crown version. That's how the Maximus started in 2000. And what what is the difference of that cigar in comparison? Obviously not a shade wrapper, but is the whole thing different? Well, basically it, it is the wrapper. The wrapper is Ecuador Havana seed. It's a heavier wrapper. It comes from a certain region in Ecuador grown by the Oliva, Oliva Tobacco Company. And it is a natural wrapper. It looks dark. People think it's material because yeah. it comes from the top of the plant. Okay. It's darker. It's richer. And Fuente ferments the Dickens out of it. So it's it's a dark cigar, but it's a natural. It's not material. No kidding. I didn't know that. I would obviously assume that that is the Maduro. I pro- probably tell people that. This is the natural. This is the Maduro version. Tell them that anyway. But, you're yeah, yeah, but, they, no but, it, but at the top of the plant is heavier leaves, thicker, richer leaves. Sure. Now those are the leaves that are harvested for Diamond Crown Maximus. So the Lajero pod or the Corona pod yeah, of the plant. Exactly. Um, so it it's fermented in a way that it's going to darken up anyway? It is, but it helps to have the thicker leaves. You couldn't do that with the lower primings. But at the top of the plant, you have much, much better opportunity to get the richer, heavier thicker, more flavorful tobacco leaves. Now, the guts of the cigar, the, the binder and filler of the cigar, is that the same as the as the regular Diamond Crown? It's a different blend. Totally different blend. Different blend. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because it, it is much more full-bodied. You know, it, it doesn't taste like the same cigar at all. I mean, it's a totally That's different correct. world. But the Diamond Crown, the original Diamond Crown we made in 1995 is the same blend today. And if people want heavier, they can try Maximus. But we, we just didn't want to monkey with the blend. Okay. And then a third one gets added for Diamond Crown Lounge. The new baby. Well, this was my this is my son, Drews, who's uh, turning Washington. Nineteen a couple years ago, uh, nineteen uh, sorry, 2010 was the 135th anniversary of my grandfather's birth, the 115th anniversary of our company. Drew wanted to have a cigar to honor his grandfather, which was J.C. Julius C. Newman, also known as Julius Caesar Newman. I was telling J.C. J.C. My grand my grandfather came through immigration, came through four years before there was Ellis Island. It comes through Baltimore. The immigration officer says, you know, what's your name? Says Julius C. Newman. Said, you have to have a middle name. I said, I don't have a middle name. I said, how would you like to be Julius Caesar? My grandfather was a short guy with big ears. I said, that'd be great. I'm going to be Julius Caesar Newman. So that's how he wow. got his middle name. The name is misspelled. Well, it's not spelled like the Caesar of, uh, of Shakespeare fame. And that's just because the guy at Ellis Island spelled it that way. It. That's right. So it's, you got to live with that forever. forever. Not just the rest of your life, but even... Further on, but we came out with the brand, and, and I mean, Shanda Lee, our vice president of marketing, we put out the press release, and they say and we and misspelled it. They think we misspelled. We get letters and emails from folks that you schmucks, you misspelled Cedar, you misspelled Caesar. Said so, no, we didn't. That's the way my grandfather spelled it. That's we weren't it. gonna, we were gonna change it. Wow. So that that cigar is for the Diamond Crown lounges. Well, every cigar we came out with, it was originally we came off new cigar for six months to a year. We keep it for Diamond Crown cigar lounges only. And uh, it's done very well. It was almost done, I would say, as a, as a lark. But even Diamond Crown originally, we had no idea that Diamond Crown was becoming a good-selling, popular cigar. Because Dad really, again, he didn't care whether it'd sell or not, whether it cost. He just wanted to have a special cigar. It was an expensive cigar when it came out. It no was. Doubt. And it, it, it caught. And Dad, and that wasn't the intention to sell it, just, just to celebrate. And But it was such a, a great-tasting cigar, it became popular and it's still selling. And the same thing with you know, Julius Caesar. We, we want, Drew wanted to honor Grandpa J.C. and it was a great work with the packaging. It took us an extra year to come out with the packaging and the design, work with Fuente on the blend. And it really um, 
we, we had a blend. It's it's a blue. There's blue on that cigar, and no, very few cigars. I mean, blue on the label on the right. band. Yeah. Picture my grandfather when he was 20 years old, but the very few cigars that have been successful with a turquoise blue on the band or the label. But we didn't care. We're going to try it, and it's done quite well. That's a picture of your grandfather? That's what he looked like when he's 20 years old. It looks like Julius Caesar because the crown that's on Well, the crown was done by the artist. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But that is the way my grandfather looked. And if you may notice, there's a little resemblance between my grandfather's nose and my nose. It's a kind of that Newman tradition. <laughs> yeah, yeah. So that's the way Grandpa Jason would have been very proud of himself. Be proud of us to see yes, that his company's going after oh my all, the, all these, especially have a cigar named after him. Listen, I'm I'm not your relative, but I'm proud of you too. I mean, you guys do it right. Everything you do right. Jonathan was saying earlier that, um, you know, a lot of people uh, look at J.C. Newman, or we looked at J.C. Newman and say, boy, those guys were lucky to land the Fuente account to be able to be to the uh, world distributors of Arturo Fuente, but as we get to know you and the more we learn about J.C. Newman Company, I think the Fuentes are very lucky to get you. Well, David, you're very kind. It's been a great par partnership. We started in 1986. My grandfather had four kids. My father ran manufacturing. My uncle ran sales, and the daughters collected dividends, if there were any dividends. And business, the scar business really sucked. Back in the mid '80s, it was really, really difficult, and we are third generation Newman. When I got in, come in. <laughs> timing is everything. Oh my God, it was bad. It was the worst of times. Anyway, we had a leverage buyout where my father owned a third. He bought out the other relatives. They got the money. We got the debt and the opportunity. And for a long time, we thought they got a much better deal than we did because yeah. business was really, really difficult in the mid '80s. Then three weeks after we. Closed the deal. My Carlos Fuente called my father, and Dad knew Carlos for many years, old Tampa scar manufacturer. Sure. Carlos had opened up a factory in Dominican Republic in 1980 and was doing well. He also had a factory in Tampa made his machine-made scars, a brand called Moya. And he asked Dad, he said, I want to close my factory in Tampa. Would you be interested in making my Moya brand? And Dad said, sure, Carlos, but how about making cigars for us? Because we knew if we were going to stay in the cigar business we had to get the imported handmade cigar business, yeah. but we were very careful who we would let make cigars with our, our own brands. Our brands are like our kids, our children. We are very So Carl said, okay, I'll make some cigars for you. And he came over and he selected four sizes of cigars that he had like made in Nicaragua. It was eight and a half by 52, a seven by 50, six and three quarters by 44, and a four and a half by 50. And it was Connecticut shade. He said, try these, I think you'll like them. We didn't know squat about handmade cigars, except that's where the future was. Sure. And it was, and back in those days, in the mid-'80s, cigars were sold two ways. Every manufacturer put their regular cigars in boxes. They put their factory seconds in bundles. Good stuff in boxes, factory seconds in bundles. We came up with a concept. What if we put good stuff in bundles without a band, without a box, so you Market as a value. Yep, good value. A, a good value, and see if it would catch. And sure enough, the brand became La Unica. Wow. And within six months, it became the largest selling bundle cigar in the country. And it was so successful, we became confident in Carlos. We transferred our Questor Ray production from our Tampa factory, and he started making Questor Ray in 1998. And, and 1980, uh, 1988, excuse me. And so handmaids. We, handmaids. And we were rolling along then. But our strength, we still didn't have our own cigar handmade facilities. Fuente's strength, he made, he had the best cigar factories in the world. He never had his own sales force. We had our own sales and distribution team. 
we have never had our own cigar factories down there. So we put our stuff t- together. So he started to make our Questore and making La Unica. And in 1990, we started to sell Fuente cigars. So he only sold through brokers. So he was able to do what he does best just to make. He would make Fuente and make Questore together. And we would do what we would do best would be to sell Fuente and sell Questore in 1990. And, and do the shipping and the collecting and the whole bit. That's it. And we've been doing that ever since. But in 1990, Fuente wasn't a very well-known brand. I mean, the, the scar business in 1990, again, it it sucked. It was, yeah. it was this is before the cigar boom. It was, I mean, business was so difficult, the government left us alone. Because yeah, they, right. they, they were going to let us die a natural death. Nobody That's cared right. about us. They didn't care until we started getting popular. That's right. Yeah. Scar boom came, we stuck our head up, and they started sh- shooting at us. Yeah. But anyway, so we started to get the distribution for Fuente. Um, Scarfish Sonato comes out, and yeah. Fuente Fuente Opus X comes out, and and the Scar Boom comes along, and it was a, a quite a run for, for everyone. And now, I have to imagine that people watching and listening live right now are wondering how it is you're able to know all these dates, all these facts, and the reality is you give the tour of your factory. So you actually go through this spiel on a regular basis, don't you? Well, I just turned 64. And I get to a certain age. I can't remember where I was last night. Yeah. But I can remember 20, 30, 40 years ago. I can remember what business was like. There's a lot of the brand. I mean, this, the cigar boom was pretty amazing. There was a gold rush in 1849. During the 90s, there was the cigar rush. There was 100 factories opened up overnight in the mid-90s from Dominican Republic, Nicaragua, Honduras. Cigars were so yeah. sexy, so romantic. Every movie star wanted their own cigars. All the pro athletes, Brent Favre, Nicole Miller, um, uh, the uh, Jim Belushi, yeah. Chuck Norris. I mean, every George Hamilton. Every it was it was fun. It was, yeah. it was the wild, wild west. But of those hundred factories that opened, maybe maybe 95 closed. There's sure. a few brands that have come around, and I give a lot of credit to some of our competitors that have come on celebrating their 15th anniversary. Right. Because a lot made of, it through that. Yeah, a lot of brands did not make it. Sure. By the same token, it's interesting. You go through maybe the original Scarfish. Now, look at the brands that were around I in do. 1990. I do. And yeah. if you go look in your humidor. Look at your humidor, David. If you can take a picture of your humidor when you started 27 years ago, yeah. you see what brands you featured. And you look at the, what you have out here now. They're all gone. Just just about. Yeah. It's pretty, pretty amazing. But the success that you've had, the success that retailers had, the success that anybody running a business had has been able that stay in business all these years is to be able to adopt the change, to embrace change. Well, that's, that's for sure. And because we're, we're in a game here, and there's some things that people ask us how our business is. Our business has been really good on Diamond Crown, now with Brickhouse and, and Quorum, even our 59 factory throwouts, it's been remarkable. And you consider the fact that we've had um, people love our products, but you can't really smoke anywhere. Right. You're, you're almost banned to smoke outside. The government keeps on raising our Taxes. I mean, we had the 800% tax increase about three years ago. That's true. And now yeah. the government's getting trying to regulate us. I mean, outside of tax increases, you can't consume our product anywhere inside. And and regulation, it's if it's easy, everybody be be doing it. But the ability to adapt to change is why you're still here and why we're still here. Now, uh, you mentioned a lot of people going out of business. Well, at one time, Tampa, where you are, there were cigar factories all over Tampa. They were everywhere. We had as many as 150 factories in Tampa. Tampa was truly the fine cigar capital of the world. So 150. Now, how many remain today? Well, 
We moved from Cleveland to Tampa in 1953. There were 10 big family-owned companies. There was Bering. There was Garcia Vega, um, Villazon. The biggest selling cigar was Gold Label. Big, yep. big selling cigar. And then the uh, Cuban embargo came in 1961, and one by one the cigar companies in Tampa started to close, where basically for the last 10 years there's only two companies left, us and Have a Tampa, making cigars in Tampa. And then the big cigar tax comes, and Have a Tampa is owned by Altitas, who also right. has a factory in, in Puerto, Puerto Rico. Rico. So now they closed the factory in Tampa, so now it's not longer Have a Tampa, it's Have a San Juan. And You're the last guy standing, though. The, you are the dinosaur. You did it. My father had a philosophy. He said he wanted to be the last man standing at the crap table. <laughs> you gave I'm, him I'm, his wish. I'm not sure that's a blessing and a curse, but we're still here. We're very fortunate. And, and you know, there's a lot. You know, how, how come we've been successful? How have people have been successful? You have to work hard. You have to be smart, but it takes a lot of luck along the, the way. And, uh, I don't, yeah, know. The I don't know about <laughs> luck. The harder you work, the luckier you get. Um, I, I had the honor to meet your father many times, and he was a hard worker and an innovator and a guy, uh, although being an older guy since uh, I got to, to meet him, he would still change. And that's the answer that has to be done. You have to change with the times, and he did that. Uh, with lots of innovations and things that happened, Cameroon, the, the bundled cigar, um, the, the thick ring gauges, lots and lots of things that, that uh, had changed as things would change. If you stay the same, the answer was you go out of business, continuing to run the business, even if it was successful, but if you don't change with the times, you go out of business. Dad was the innovator. My grandfather was the innovator. My grandfather was one of the first cigar manufacturers to bring machines to the United States. They didn't work, but he, but he, but he brought them. He brought them a couple times. Finally, they, they caught my grandfather was the first to ban and sell a cigar on a machine. First to have it's a boy and it's a girl cigars. And he was, grandfather had a scientist, a chemist at every one of his factories. He spent a lifetime trying to take nicotine out of his cigars. He finally accomplished that. And he was always trying to make a better cigar. And, and, um, Anyway, it's in my grandfather, my father, and now we want to be innovators as well. You sure are. You sure are. And and I know they're looking down. And your dad lived to how old? Ninety. Ninety years old. He drove himself to my office the day he died, and we were talking business, and he just went to cardiac arrest. But here, our biggest threat, I know we're getting ready to close up here, is smoking bans. People love proxy. You can't smoke. Most states permit smoking in a smoke shop. I congratulate you. The smart retailers around the country have converted their stores from smoke shops to, to destinations to open up smoking lounges. And through the direction and inspiration of Chandelier, our vice president of marketing, we've opened up 50, partnered with 55 of the sharpest top retailers around the country who recognize that they give smokers a place to go when it's 30 degrees outside in yeah. January. They're going to come here. They're going to enjoy cigars. And it's become a culture here. This place is like Cheers. Everybody knows their name. Right. It's their home away from home. And this is our newest Diamond Crown Scar Lounge. I congratulate you I'm for honored. joining us. I'm honored that you asked me. I we are, we are delighted to be partnered with you, David. You're a heck of a guy. Thank you, thank so, you so, much. so much. Thank you. Thank you. Uh, Eric Newman, J.C. Newman Cigar Company. Do you have any scoop, anything you can tell us of something in advance that's coming out? We're about 30 days away from the big trade show. Are you showing anything new? One thing we're going to have, we have... Brickhouse, mighty, mighty Maduro. Yep. Brickhouse, we introduced three years. Just ago. in Maduro. Just one size. One in size in Maduro. Mighty, mighty Maduro. And of all the ones, you picked the big, giant, thick one. We're going to wait. We got that. It's Aeroproca Brazil. Very flavorful mm. cigar. We're working like the Dickens to introduce the new box press cigar, Pro Del Mar. 
four-size Connecticut shade wrapper. Wow. It's gonna be, Connecticut shade be box. Price, price like, like brick house. Flavorful. Won't knock your socks off, but it's really a great-tasting cigar. Work on the packaging now, and if the wind's blowing right, We'll get some up here for the Cigar Authority so we can be the first ones to release it. That's what you were going to say, right? Absolutely. Outstanding, Jonathan. You're right. You're right. You took words right out of my mouth. That's what I was going for. Okay. uh, We're up against a break. Uh, When we come back, we're going to smoke Mr. Jonathan's Desert Island cigar. If you get stuck on a desert island, this would be the cigar he would smoke. Instead of being stuck on an island with a woman, I would take the cigar. He would take... The Julius Caesar. We're going to smoke that next. We've got lots more coming up. Stick around, everybody. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. This is David Garofalo of Two Guys Smoke Shop, and we're proud to say Two Guys is the largest family-owned cigar retailer in America. I've been there many times before, David. It's true. It is stogie heaven. Two Guys has three locations, all conveniently located off Exit 1 and all right over the Taxachusetts border in New Hampshire. Take Route 93 to Salem, Route 95 to Seabrook, or Route 3 to Nashua, because for cigars, every highway leads to Two Guys Smoke Shop. Two Guys Rock. There's no cigar tax or sales tax in New Hampshire, and coincidentally, we have built three glorious cigar shops right over the border. Coincidentally, huh? It's no accident, and just one of the reasons Two Guys is the largest cigar retailer in America. Two Guys Rock. Two Guys Rock. With a billion choices, it's Another reason could be our cigar selection. Again, the biggest and best, I'm proud to say. Make the pilgrimage to Two Guys Smoke Shop in tax-free Salem, Nashua, or Seabrook, New Hampshire. Or find them on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. It's stogie heaven. You like Robusto, I'll take a Toro. You like Oscuro, I'll take Maduro. You like Perfecto, I'll take Torpedo. Sit back, relax, it's Two Guys time. Okay, people, we've just been awarded the Brickhouse Ad Account. Now, this cigar was named Best Bargain Cigar of 2009 by Cigar Aficionado, got a 91 rating, plus it's the hottest cigar on the market. So, we need an award-winning slogan. He's a brick. What about, it's not your grandfather's cigar? Ah, it's been done. Next. How about good to the last draw? Ah, Something original, people. You deserve a brick today? Who are you? Do you even work here? Excuse me, sir. Am I to understand that every Brickhouse cigar is built with all the flavor and quality of the premium cigars of yesteryear? Yesteryear? Really? That's right, Bixby. But yet costs around five bucks each. Indeed. Well, sir, people don't really need a slogan. They don't? No, sir. Then what do they need? Five bucks and a comfortable chair. Five bucks and a comfortable chair, genius! Meet the perfect cigar to share with friends. Brickhouse by J.C. Newman. Handmade in Nicaragua with a fine Havana Subido wrapper. Brickhouse starts out earthy and crisp and burns well-rounded and smooth. Nothing stands the test of a good time like a Brickhouse. For more, visit BrickhouseCigars.com. All right, listen up. If you've been feeling stuck in life, unmotivated, procrastinating, and just flat-out frustrated with the same old results and routines... 
Consider this your wake-up call. The fact of the matter is you control your destiny, not your boss, your company, the government, or anyone else outside of yourself. With responsibility comes power. My name is Chuck Morrison, owner and founder of MakingMountainsMove.com. Since 2009, I've been helping ordinary people from around the globe achieve extraordinary results. Authors, app developers, business owners, speakers, trainers, coaches, all just ordinary people until they plugged into the Triple M movement. Now it's your turn. This is about unleashing your legacy. If you've ever had that calling, that burning desire to raise your game and start living life at a higher level, the wait is finally over. End the frustration. Crush the procrastination. Say goodbye to fear, doubt, and worry forever. Check out the fastest growing movement inside the personal development industry. Check out Making Mountains Move. Mr. Jonathan here from the Cigar Authority. Every Saturday morning during my preparation for the radio show, I head over to visit my friend Scott and Moe's Italian Sandwiches here in Salem, New Hampshire. Scott makes my sandwich fresh right when I order it and makes it exactly how I want it. When I'm running too late to visit Scott in person, I simply pick up the phone and call 603-912-5336 and Scott delivers it to me himself. Delivery is free and is available every day. Moe's is located right behind Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem, New Hampshire at 5 Kelly Road. The next time you are hungry or need to feed your son's football team, please do me a personal favor and call my good friend Scott, 603-912-5336 and tell him that Mr. Jonathan sent you. Remember, you can't say no to a mo. In a world where the success of a cigar brand is recognized by its flavor, comes two that go head-to-head. One man smoking two cigars at the same time. Two rappers united in name, but separated by taste. One cigar known as the natural. The natural is no lightweight. It boasts full flavor and taste. The United Cigar Natural. Now comes the Maduro. Darker and even more bolder. With in-your-face flavor. United Cigar. Nothing could prepare you for what awaits you in the box. Both box-pressed. Both 65 million years in the making. Uh, that may be wrong. Well, I'm going with it anyway. Action. Adventure. And bromance. That's right. Bromance. United Cigar. Available in natural or Maduro. Available only at appointed United Cigar retailer shops nationwide. Rated D for delicious. Under 18, not admitted even with a parent. United Cigars. You don't have to choose. Smoke them both. WWZN Boston. The Terriers of Boston University are the national champions. Your home for Boston University men's hockey and men's basketball. This is the Cigar Authority. Go, Terry. Go! The authority on everything cigar. That's what I'm talking about! Featuring cigar celebrities from every major cigar brand. We're going to see some serious Awesome. With your host, David Garofalo. Do you know who I am? This is the guy behind the guy behind the guy. I made my bones when you were going out with cheerleaders. And Mr. Jonathan. Mr. 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 Kind of a big deal. People know me. It's time for the Cigar Authority. Look at what we have here. This is a big one, the one I've been waiting for all my life. Who wants to have some fun? Yeah, we 
are live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the grand opening of the Diamond Crown Lounge here at Two Guys. And if you want to come by, please do so. Take Route 3 to Exit 1. Come down from the exit. You'll see us on the right-hand side. You can't miss it. Two Guys Smoke Shop and there's hors d'oeuvres and guys hanging out, watching TV, playing cards, doing all kinds of stuff. Come on down and uh, say hi and, and meet Eric Newman and also meet... Chandra Lee. What's your last name? Lee. Lee's the last oh, name. okay. It's, it's not sh- A lot of people think it's Chandelier. Chandelier. Oh, Chandelier yeah. what? No, it's Shanda, like Chandelier, and Lee's the last and name. And that's what uh, um, Don DeCappa said your name was, Chandelier. He <laughs> says that's what I call her anyway, and I said, okay. Um, so uh, you are the... I'm the vice president of marketing for okay. J.C. Newman Cigar Company. And today I'm a Diamond Crown Lounge brand ambassador. I'm wearing my Diamond Crown bling there for all the ladies. And she's blinged. You can see it on the camera That's there. Right. Absolutely. Jonathan, you got to mention the radio yeah. stations? Which I have no idea why we have to mention them since they just mentioned themselves two seconds ago. Ridiculous. we got to double mention them. But WWZN AM 1510, The Revolution, Boston. WGHM 900, The Game in Nashua, New Hampshire. WARL 1320, Positive Energy in Providence, Rhode Island. And WGAM 1250 ESPN Radio in Manchester, New Hampshire, along with a rebroadcast of last week's show on thecigarstation.com, replayed from 11 to 1 and 11 to 1 every single Sunday, day and night. Why just listen live when you can watch our video stream right on thecigarauthority.com, which today... We're looking better this week. The, the scenery has... Improved dramatically. Dramatic improvement. Drastically improved. And uh, we are podcasted for your download downloaded and listening convenience on the Cigar Authority and iTunes.com. And we just crossed over the 40,000 mark for downloads on our podcast. Beautiful. 40,000 people downloaded this mess to listen. We, we got a guy that <laughs> listens nice. to it while he does his exercise, and we're hearing all kinds of stories well, out there. congratulations. That's very exciting. It is very exciting. All right. We're going to light it up, Jonathan, which is the uh, Diamond Crown Julius Caesar. Well, We've had it before, but we never had this size. We haven't had this size, and I, I actually have said this over and over. I'm going to put down my regular Diamond Crown. Nothing really regular about it. Super premium to go to my favorite. So if I was stuck on a deserted island, one of the punishments that I could think of is if I had to only smoke one cigar for the rest of my life. That would be a shame because I mix it up. I like to go from cigar to cigar. But this, I could smoke this every single day for the rest of my life with no problem, and that's the Julius Caesar. But you couldn't smoke this specific Julius Caesar because the only day ever you can get this cigar is at the grand opening of a Diamond Crown Lounge. Am I right? Well, actually, it's even more special than that because normally we have the 1895 series cigars. The regular Diamond Crown blend is what we use for the grand openings, and that's only available at Diamond Crown Cigar Lounges. But this cigar, the Julius Caesar in the 1895 size that Julius Caesar actually used to smoke, comes from Eric and Bobby Newman's private reserve. And the only way you can get those cigars is if you have Eric and Bobby at your event to present these two Ah, so it makes it even more special, which exactly. is why I like it all the more. It, it actually tastes better when nobody else can get it. It does, yeah, it? I don't know what it is, but that's what ends up happening there. So what I would have to hope for if I was going to be stranded on a deserted island is that I was on... The, bo- the boat or the, the airplane that had the shipment of these. Or Eric was with you. Or because Eric I th- or Bobby. Yeah, they need to be with it. They, I, they travel I, with these. Yeah. I don't know if they could handle the crash, though. I'd be afraid. So his grandfather, this is the size he would smoke? That's the size. That was the inspiration of this size. We actually, for our company's 100th 
115th. 115th anniversary. We came out with a special humidor. I think you had one of those where it had the 1895 size. It was a special size honoring Julius Caesar Newman. Wow. And we have not made them and will not sell them. It was a one-time thing, but this is something that the boys actually like to smoke themselves. And yeah. it's a special private reserve that uh, Carlos Sr. and Carlos Jr. made for them. And so you're you're very fortunate today. Yes, to I these. sure am. Uh, for those that are listening and not being able to see, this is a uh, it's pointed at both ends. It's like what size what side would you light? But obviously the side closest to the band. But it's pointed at both ends, so I, I cut one of the pointed ends and just a little teeny light, one little second on it, and immediately it starts burning properly all the way through. So that's the craftsmanship of uh, what the cigar is. And I see old ads for cigars uh, from the early 1900s, and, and they'll show pictures of cigars like this. So I guess in those days, this, this was popular. You don't see this anymore. It's true, you don't. And it has no value to it. There's no price on the cigar. It's a priceless cigar. It's priceless. priceless. You cannot buy it. It makes it priceless. <laughs> so your job is director of marketing. I'm actually now, they made me, I'm very fortunate, they made me vice president of marketing. Okay. I impressed them enough, I guess. <laughs> <laughs> and do is there anybody that answers to you? I have a team that works with me, Kara and Matt. Okay. And also Heather Hebner, who's actually, she's a Salem girl who's in Salem this weekend. So I don't know if she's... Salem, New Hampshire? Salem, Mass. Mass. Okay, 30 miles away so, with the witches. Exactly. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but we have, it's a whole team. It takes a team to do what we do. And um, we work together. We have a lot of fun. Really enjoy what we do. The Newmans are great people to work for. They sure are. They I've sure. been there seven years. I'm still a newbie. Oh, because everybody stays forever. Exactly. What, I don't know what that means. But we're, in a, we're in a closed booth. We can't hear what they're saying. Yeah, he's, but. he's trying to make a joke about the seven-year itch. No, oh, I don't have the itch yet. Not going anywhere, right? 70 years, he says. Yeah. Yeah. They, they hang around for a long time. We, we just had Don DeCapa, who retired yeah. from them. He jumped ship a few times over the years. He made his home with J.C. Newman, and they never leave. That's right. For a very long time, it was a rare thing for us to have an opening for right. one of our sales managers. Those are highly coveted coveted jobs. And uh, I know you have uh, Sean is who you, t you took on. That's I never right. knew Sean before. Uh, we're getting to know him very well. Actually, in a few weeks, he's doing an event with us on a Saturday, and we're going to have him on the show. But uh, Sean is a great guy. Uh, we've learned yeah, to love him. He's a keeper. He's a keeper. He sure <laughs> is. He sure is. Um, so, what what do you do, these? What do you do? What do I Besides do? Besides dotting Eric's eyes and crossing his T's, because I, I noticed that you seem to be his, you double as his handler that, as well. That is, I'm <laughs> cup wait, of coffee. The marketing team. We are his people. We always tell him, "You have people. We're his people." Um, you know, it's funny. A lot of people ask what we do. And obviously, we do ads, we do the, the ashtrays, the POS, the shirts, you know, the, the fun, pretty stuff, pretty brochures, things like that. But on a daily basis, you, you wouldn't believe. I mean, we come to the office with a plan of what we're going to do, and we end up making a turn and just running at full speed. Before you know it, we're saying, oh, my gosh, it can't be 5 o'clock already. Awesome. I would love your job. I told you before. I know. I'm not going anywhere, but that's where I would go if you I would You can't have it. <laughs> <laughs> but you would be excellent at it. You are quite the marketer. So, so you you sit around the table, and you and you talk about it, and you, you just people say something, and you go with it, and you, you move around, and then you say, okay, 
nothing like what you started with, but this is what we're going to do, and then execute. That's what happens every time. At the sales meeting at the beginning of the year, we start off with a plan. We go out there. We've got this I- these ideas that we're going to execute, and what happens is we get out to the smoke shops. We get out, and we meet with the cigar-smoking customers, and we meet with retailers like yourself who have these ideas that – just work well with ours, and, and they grow. And sometimes it's the retailer's idea. You've given us a lot of inspiration. Good. I don't know if you know that or not. Well, I don't, but uh, <laughs> good, good. <laughs> but, you know, being out in the trenches and hearing what people want to see and, and what they'd like to, to have in their cigar and, you know, how to reach them in different ways, you're very proactive in that. We're, we're constantly fortunate that we work with uh, the Newmans who are, are – big marketers themselves and appreciate the fact that, you know, you can have a plan, but sometimes in order to meet the needs of the consumers, of the retailers, you know, you need to pivot. And we do a lot of pivoting. Sometimes you you bring forward to them some crazy idea and they go, no way. Uh, oh, a few times. Yeah. A few times. I, I'm fortunate I've had enough success with some of the crazy ideas that um, I don't get the same looks that I used yeah, to get. But, uh, because they know you can pull it off. But, yeah, there's uh, there's been a few crazy ideas. Uh, I'll tell you, and, and Dawn has said it to me over the years, and he's he worked for companies before that, and uh, he said the great thing about dealing with the Newmans is they actually listen to what you say. They do. He said, we will have meetings and stuff, and I will say something, which, you know, he worked for other companies before would go nowhere, and he says, and the next thing you know, maybe it's a year later or something, you can see it all of a sudden happen. They listened to it, and they did it, and he said, that makes a difference, all the difference in the world. They're it listening is. to you. You got, you know, with the reps that are out there, they're the guys on the ground. They're the ones that are actually talking to the consumers and the uh, store owners and stuff, and it trickles down. All of a sudden, it gets done, and that's the difference, and you don't see that in some of the bigger companies that it'll, it, it can't get done. It's too much red tape, and never goes anywhere. When we went on the tour with uh, with Eric, he, he brought us through the factory, and a guy walks by pushing a mop bucket, and yeah. Eric stops the tour, goes over, gives the guy a hug, puts his hand on his shoulder, and says the guy's name, which I was blown away, <laughs> yeah. and then says, how's your mom doing? Is she better? And, like, knows the guy's story. This is the principal of the company, the guy, and he's talking to a guy mopping the floor. You would consider that guy to be the lowest guy on the totem pole, yet... He stops, takes time away from clearly, you know, we got a group of people going through the tour, right. stops it to find out and ask about his mom. I was absolutely taken aback by that. Yeah, the Newmans are like that. I mean, they're just, they're really nice people. When you first start working for them, especially if you've come from another industry, other companies, you know, not everybody's that nice. And you start to think, okay, what's their deal? What's their angle? Right. You know, when's the, when's the hammer going to drop? But it never does. They're just g- genuinely nice people. And, you know, in the industry, we're constantly fighting the battle. I know you mm. guys do with with politicians to say we're a family business. I mean, we truly are. The the guy with the mop bucket, he's important to our business. Sure, he's, he's probably been there for 25, right. 30 years. His grandfather probably worked with Stanford. Right. And you know, Eric knows his name because he's part of the family. Wow, it's it's awesome. And you know, you can make it. There's just two ways to make it in life. You take some people down with you and step on people in order to get to the top, or you can do it this way, which is harder and probably longer and stuff, but there's a smile on everybody's face and everybody's happy. Why not do it that way, you know? Exactly. When you get there, you've got all these friends at the top with you. It's a party. Right. Bring them up. (laughs) 
Absolutely. So uh, can you share any marketing things that are coming out? And if you, We like scoops here because like they tend to give the scoops to somebody else. Is there anything we can look for that we heard it here and then the next thing you know, there it is? Well, Eric touched on it a little bit. We're really excited about Perla Del Mar. Perla Del Mar is a Nicaraguan cigar, and like you said, it's got the Connecticut wrapper. It's in Ecuador, Connecticut. Yeah, box pressed in the Connecticut. Box pressed, but the blend is four different from four different farms in Nicaragua. It's a really special blend. It's a, a spicy blend, and what our VP of operations, Rich Dolak, shout out to him. Um, what he we were talking about it, how we were going to make sure that we positioned it with the guys, make sure they had all the right information, is that it's you need to expect more out of your Connecticut. You know, a lot of times people get it in their yeah. idea. They might start with a milder cigar. They're looking for a little bit more, but they don't want something that's going to blow their heads off. And Perla Del Mar gives you that spice and the flavor that you get in a Nicaraguan cigar, but that Connecticut wrapper really lets that flavor out. Ah. So it's more like a going from a Chardonnay to maybe a Pinot Noir, where you're going to get some nuances and really get the flavors in that cigar, and we're real excited about so it. So you have our address. You can just send those samples up so we can review it, because we got the blog thing going on, and we love to review things no one else has. Well, God willing, the cigars are ready to go. God willing, we'll have the packaging ready to go in time for the trade need, show. We don't even need packaging, really. <laughs> now, do you have any say in how things are going to be priced? Yes. You do, because that's do. part of marketing, too. It's it very, is. very important. When um, the Brick House cigar came out, I fell in love with the thing before I even smoked it, I, before I even had a sample. Everything was right about it. I bought that cigar blind, and I don't do that. I usually want a sample of it. Let me look at it. Let me let me taste it. i got to try it and make sure. But what was going on at that time, what was going on in the, in the cigar industry with the price increases and the S-chip that happened and everything was, the uh, you're talking about the economy had tanked and everything, and here was a cigar that would actually work. And I said, I'm buying it blind. I remember unpacking the box and saying, please, God, let this be good. This cigar is good. We got a home run here. It was Everything in the front end was perfect. I smoked the cigar. It was great off the bat. And I said, oh, we got a winner here. Day one, day one, and he he had uh, easily mentioned something that this is going to be priced right. Is it going to be priced that way? It is. It's going to be priced similar to a brick house, and I'd love to take credit for that, but that was Eric. That was Eric's brainchild that he wanted to have the cigar in that around five dollar price range because so that it can some guys can't everyone. do it and, they, and the, the brick house customer is so appreciative of having a premium cigar because it, it's not a bundle cigar it's not a cheap second or anything near that is a premium cigar price that ridiculously low so you got to imagine you need volume to be able to make make it work and i think you're getting volume out of brick house you certainly get it from us as a retailer anyway but i talk to other cigar stores all the time and they say you know what's the hottest cigar you got going on brick Brickhouse, you hear it all the time, so hopefully this is the uh, second coming of Brickhouse or, or the next step. We hope so. It's it's a little different. It was really fun working on Brickhouse because, you know, coming into J.C. Newman Cigar Company with all the history, you've got Quest Array, you've got Diamond Crown, you've got all these things that are put together, you've got great products to sell, but there's not a whole lot of opportunity to really start and create a brand. And I'll be honest with you, Brickhouse... We have a, a team. This Our strategy team is uh, Rich Dolex, our vice president of operations, Bobby Newman, Eric Newman, and myself. We get into a room with two whiteboards, and we map out. We have a great working relationship. I mean, if there was a camera there, 
I think we could have a reality show. I would show. pay to be. I would be pay <laughs> to be in that room because that would be the Super Bowl for me to to watch something like that go down. And when Eric said he wanted to launch Brick House because it was his grandfather's, yeah. you know, symbolizing his grandfather's house and everything, we all were like, Brick House, really? Even the salesman, Brick House. All we could think about was the Commodore song. Right. We're thinking there's got to be a better name than Brick House. And of course now, you know, after we worked <laughs> it was on genius. it and <laughs> came up with the packaging. We had a really fun time. Heather Hebner, who's our, our graphic designer, um, designed the packaging. It was a real tr- team effort, and it was a blast. And now I can't imagine life without Brickhouse. And we put bricks on our sign over here, and that's an honor of Brickhouse, too. Strong. It's a good name. I like the, I like the song, too. It's got everything going. And then Mighty Mighty comes out, which was perfect. It's the name of, name of the bigger size cigar. That's right. I love it. Uh, now, this new cigar, what's the name of it again? It's Perla Del Mar. Perla Del Mar. i got to try to remember it's that. Pearl of the Sea. That's, that's what, what it means? That's what it means. That's what the early explorers, when they came to Cuba, the land of the golden leaf, they considered that the Pearl of the Sea. And this was not an old brand. This is actually, it's, it wasn't one of uh, Eric's grandfather's old brands. It, it is an old brand, and the, the label, the packaging that we did, um, it was an original Cuban label that okay. we have have tried to maintain some of the integrity of the original label, but we've added some of our we've own flair. We've updated a little bit. We've updated a little bit, made it a, a little bit more modern, but it's it's going to be a it's going to be a nice package. The pearl of the sea. The pearl I, of the sea. I have ten different ideas in my head. I'll talk to you off camera. Oh, please do. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot to do with that, with the pearl and the sea, and there's yeah. a lot going on there. And is that how that happens? You say, okay, what do we have here? Well, the sea. What can we do? Blah, blah, blah. Pearls. What can we do? Yeah. yeah? It's, it's all, it's all going to be a part of it. Just throw it up on the whiteboard, and some of it sticks, some of it doesn't? That's exactly right. A few temper tantrums later, and so, you know, we got a product. <laughs> it has to be like the commercial because it's, you know, the, the what are we going to do to market Brickhouse? Just like in the commercial that we play on the show. And, yeah. You know, she's a yeah. brick. Oh, really? God, really? <laughs> yeah. Do you even work here? Yeah. <laughs> is it like that? It is exactly like that. <laughs> Except we don't have the intern popping in. I keep looking for the intern. Yeah, you need an intern. Yeah. I would, geez, if I can make it in this business and retire out of it and intern down there, I would love it. I would love it. We'd love to have you. Yeah. <laughs> you just can't have my job. <laughs> no, that's okay. I'm not looking for uh, – I don't want to be the top guy, but I want to be part of it. I love – It's your Super Bowl. It is. It certainly is. Okay. Um, we're going to look for those new things to come up, and uh, we're going to take a short break. Uh, when we come back, we'll go through the latest blogs, uh, what we're thinking about, new cigars hitting the shelf, events, our calendar, promotions, and lots more. We're live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the uh, Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge. This is the grand opening of it. Come on by. Uh, come by, say hi, take advantage of these deals, and uh, have some fun. So we'll see you. We're going to be here till at least 3, 4 o'clock, right? So come on. Come on by when you get a chance. Uh, we're going to take a break and we come back. All that and more. You're listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Radio Network. Cigar smokers, how about if we go over a few cigar store sounds? Can you guess what this is? Oh, yeah. You think you got it? Okay, do you know what this is? Now for the cigar. What do you think of this cigar? I'm lighting up a Lagiana Havana cigar. The Lagiana Havana natural cigars are, oh yeah, so smooth. 
And oh yeah, the Maduro version is a bit beefed up. But oh yeah, they're delicious too. When asked what my favorite cigar is, I always say it's La Giana Havana. Oh yeah. In 1962, the U.S. signed the embargo, pronouncing all Cuban products illegal and un-American. For almost 50 years, the U.S. was without a comparable substitute. In 2011, the Cigar Agency releases Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, a Dominican handmade cigar designed to go head-to-head against Castro and his infamous cigars. Today, the Cigar Agency commissioned Hendrik Keltner's A-Team to bring you Ortsak Bulletproof. In the cigar world, the forbidden fruit is Castro's Cuban cigars. The fact is, the moment you light your first Cuban cigar is the moment you've been had. If you're looking for a cigar that delivers construction, draw and price, maybe this time you should try an Ortsak Bulletproof. With the introduction of Ortsak, everything Castro is now backwards. Ortsak is Castro spelled backwards. Ortsak is what you expect a good Cuban cigar to taste like, only better. It is the cigar of the year. The new Ortsak Bulletproof 1962, reigniting passion in the world of premium cigars and redefining who we are as cigar smokers and Americans. Castro hates Ortsak, but you will love them. Hi, this is Jonathan. Jonathan, this is Losers Anonymous. Please, don't give out your full name. It's anonymous. What seems to be the problem? I just can't stop buying trashy cigars on the internet. I keep getting these offers for this crap, and I just can't stop buying it. My humidor is filled with this junk, and I can't even smoke it. That's insane. Why do you keep doing the same thing over and over and expect something different? It's the pictures. They look so good. But the cigars are always terrible. I guess they are seconds for a reason, huh? I guess so, Jonathan, but just stop the insanity. I can't. I just can't pass up a deal. It's no deal if the cigars are bad, is it? You're right, but... But nothing. You may not be a loser, Jonathan. You might just be stupid. But I have an option for you. It's cartel. Hey, I might be a loser. I may even be stupid, but I'm a law-abiding, cigar-smoking citizen. I'm not getting into anything that's illegal. No, cartel isn't Cuban or anything illegal in any way. Cartel is an affordable cigar brand. It's something that competes with those closeout brands, but it's no closeout. It's a very affordable brand, Jonathan, out of Colombia, and it's a great everyday cigar for very little money. Don't be stupid. Smoke cartel. Cartel cigars are handmade cigars out of Colombia for a little over a buck a stick. Don't be stupid. Don't be Jonathan. Smoke cartel. He reads the dictionary just for fun. He finds the minutiae of tax preparation enthralling. Years ago, at an open mic night, he was paid just to leave. He is the only man to win a staring contest with the Statue of Liberty. He is so uninteresting to women, he was forced to open a cigar shop to sell to men. He's not even a legend in his own mind. He finds himself boring. His family barely pays attention to him, and his mother refers to him as, Hey you, he is David Garofalo, the least interesting man in the cigar world. Not since Zeno Davidoff has a cigar retailer had a brand named after him. The man himself may be a bore, but the cigar isn't. Garofalo is a premium handmade luxury cigar using U.S. shade wrapper and a blend of Nicaraguan fillers and binder. Complex and very interesting. Garofalo may be the most interesting cigar in the world. It once won a longest ash contest 
without even being lit. You don't light a Garofalo, it lights you. Its flavor expands on your palate faster than the universe. It has been said that this cigar would be phenomenal as a Maduro, except it's perfect as it is. I always smoke cigars, and when I do, I prefer Garofalo. Keep smoking Garofalo, my friends. We're here asking people from all around the world what they think about Equilibrium cigars. Let's hear from cigar smokers on the golf course in Myrtle Beach, South Carolina, what they think of the new Equilibrium cigars. Mm-hmm. How about outside this biker bar in Sturgis, South Dakota, what they think of the new well-balanced Equilibrium cigars. Mm-hmm. Next, let's see what race car drivers in Indianapolis, Indiana, think of the new well-balanced and medium body taste of Equilibrium brand cigars. Mm-hmm. Now, how about this mime troupe from New York City, New York? How about what a famous cigar-smoking movie star thinks of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Smoke it once, and you'll be back. Mmm. How about this monster over here? What does he think of the new medium-bodied, tasty, and well-balanced Equilibrium cigars? Mmm. You're incorrigible. Equilibrium cigars, a new, well-balanced, medium-bodied cigar that everyone can enjoy. Oh, yeah. So we come right out of the commercial into it's this. It's got the built-in bumper right there. Nice. We're live here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. This is the Diamond Crown Lounge. This is the grand opening today. Eric Newman and the Newman family is here today uh, from J.C. Newman. Um, there's passing hors d'oeuvres. Would you like a, um, what was that, a scallop? Uh, Some puff, kind of puff scallop thing. Puff. Oh. You, you got them wrapped in bacon. You got the uh, chicken he did the chicken coated with uh, like coconut. coconut. It was delicious. It was almost like a coconut donut, but it was chicken inside. It was the best of both worlds. Awesome. That's uh, Bianco's Catering out of Tingsboro, Mass., right down the street from uh, Two Guys in Nashua. So if you are in the area and you're looking for catering, you want to go to Bianco's Catering. Their website is... Yeah, they went, they went out of the way... This is the middle of wedding season. I called six caterers and got six no's. Big mistake, by the way. I will not be calling those caterers, uh, let me see, uh, ever again, <laughs> ever. Because you know how I feel about saying you know, no myself? We kind of dropped the ball that we waited the last minute. Well, we didn't drop the ball. I actually said it to you weeks ago and thought it was under control. And hmm. then I said to Ed, look at you with the question mark in your face. A few weeks ago, I said it to you. <laughs> All right, let you me said just, you were handling it. Let me just tell you how I Two forgot, Guys Smoke Shop works. I forgot to check check out if you had done it properly. And it was like I talked to you for the first time. You yeah, said I, to me, you actually asked me a question. Do you think we should get catering for it? And I said, I don't know. What kind of events is it going to be? And you're like, oh, I'm not really sure. And that's where the conversation went. So Right. For the, the record, Ed made it Ed happen. Ed made it happen. But Ed, Ed made it happen because... You, you finally it. said, yes, get catering. See, I'm, I'm not used to just spending other people's money that way. So when you want something done, you just have to say, do it. No. Not, no. do you think we should? No. That is not that, a definitive statement. No, and you're not going to get a definitive statement. You've got to learn to read my mind and understand what that means. You think we should get catering. That means get it. 
get all the information, get it locked in and stuff, and say, I got it all set up for the catering. Can I pull the trigger on this? And I'd say, yeah, yeah, do it. So I would have to come back to you to ask if yes. I could pull the trigger on the thing that you told me to do? Well, then I told you to do it. Did I tell you to do no, it? No, you didn't tell okay, me to do it. You asked then you me. would have to come back to me because I didn't tell you to do it, but I put the thought in your mind to do it like I did for Ed. And I said, hey, Ed, what do you think? Should we get the catering? And then he came back and says, I got this catering. It's costing this much money, blah, 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 blah. And they'll do it. And I said, yeah, get it. That's how it happened, right, Ed? Put your head up and down. We can't hear you. Yes. <laughs> We're in a glass box. We're in a glass box. I was thinking to myself all through the show, something is missing from the show. It's a fact. It's That's the way noise. We have no background noise in here. Yeah. I wonder what it sounds like. i got to listen to it. It's unbelievable. I can I can hear everything that Dave says. I don't like it as much, actually. <laughs> I kind of like missing every once in a while when he says stuff. So Bianco's catering. They don't say no in the middle of a busy wedding season. I guarantee you they're doing 9 to 12 weddings today. And they still were able to pull two staff members. I don't know if it was the members. owner or some guy came in. To yeah, the owner came the right owner in. Came His in. name is Patrick. Patrick Bianco. Very nice. Uh, and the food. I mean, come on. It's awesome. Awesome. It's been very good. Yeah, I want a whole plate of that chicken with the coconut on it. Um, it, now, was, it was also a cheese thing that they had. A gorgonzola, gorgonzola puff. Yeah. Heaven. Now, you imagine the gorgonzola puff. Two of those with the chicken thing in between. Yes. We can a pull that off. Out of it. We Make can pull that off. So uh, speaking, of, <laughs> speaking of interesting flavors, the flavor of the week is brought to you by Dwayne. Dwayne Marenzi. The manager of, of two guys in Salem. We're sitting upstairs now. Dwayne's one AKA of those. A.K.A. MacGyver. Correct. Dwayne is one of those guys when, uh, you know, I'll make something and say I taste asparagus and a cigar or whatever, and I walk in on my day off on Friday, and he goes, asparagus? Really? Day, day off. One day off a week. Shows up at the store. Spent at least five hours. <laughs> Because you missed me. You, miss, you missed the going up Shut in the up. office. Shut up. You missed me. You called yeah. me for no reason on Thursday. And I'm like, so right, enough with the love fest. Why are, you, why are you calling me? Oh, I, uh, just how, how's it going? It was that one of those calls. So anyway, so Dwayne Morenzi says, finally, after saying that there's something wrong with me for tasting all these different weird things, he's sitting up in Dave's office and he goes, circus peanuts. And Do Dave you know and what I, a circus peanut is? It's not a peanut. It's that marshmallow Orange marshmallow oh, in the yeah, shape yeah, of a peanut. Shaped like yeah. a peanut. Yeah, it's great. an old, yeah. old thing. Dave and I both go, huh? What? Circus, Circus peanuts. Peanut. That's what I'm tasting from it's this. It's the marshmallow. That's the flavor. Yeah. Really? I've always picked up walnuts. Every time I smoke the cigar, it reminds me of when my dad used to do sandblasting. Certain delicate projects, he had to use pulverized walnut shells. And when the walnut shell hits the uh, article... It actually disintegrates and creates this fine powder in the air, and you walk through, and unlike most sandblasting where you're sneezing and coughing, it was actually a pleasant experience, and nothing wrong with it. It's just an air filled with walnut shells, very sweet and nice, and that brings me back. But with the circus peanuts, I'm like, don't taste walnuts at all. See, right when you guys said that, I'm tasting it. And the walnuts. So I am clearly like, you I'd are, be a good employee for you, Dave. You, yeah. are, I'm just, you, you just drink the Kool-Aid, Chuck. Uh, yeah. Totally get the by the gallon. Yes. Yeah. Now that you, you take the puff and you say circus peanut, you can exhale bite. through your nose. Yeah. And then take the bite of the circus peanut, imagining, imagination. You know, biting into the circus peanut. There it is. There I it just is. did it. Watch this. Oh, you blew it through your nose. He's been practicing. Not much. A little though, and I didn't die much. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> You, you, we, the way you got to do it, exhale through your nose, you take it into your mouth, and then just relax. Hmm. Hmm. 
just it, it's all it almost you're trying it seems to like it's going to be water feel, up my nose no but you're taking so much in just a little bit that's enough and they just hmm. you know why are you breathing hmm. in you breathe in you just took it in at that point just a little like this nothing came out <laughs> absolutely nothing, nothing came yeah, out i taste it that's congratulations no you taste it tastes it. like it went through the nasal passage or whatever all right. The last thing we got to talk about is the cake, because okay. our cigar girl—that's her new name. It's not Jasmine anymore. It's our cigar girl. The cigar girl. Let's. She's the cigar girl. She makes cakes, but she doesn't just make cakes. She makes little confectionery. All right, let's cut it. Let's cut it. Let's have a piece of cake. Can we? Can somebody yeah, cut? Let's... Have Eric cut the cake. Can we get it on camera? The bride cuts the cake. I don't know. Can you turn it? Try turning the camera. All right. They don't need All to right, see us. Can... Well, this will give everybody a chance to actually see the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge. Very interesting. Eric, cut the off. cake. Yeah, why not have a piece of cake? I'm, I'm good for the cake. i got to get back on the diet. This yes, is no joke. you do. I do. I can actually the... almost hear you getting fatter again. It's true. It's so true. You were doing so good for so long, and then now you're off. There's a lot of reasons. There's Someone no, walked they, in. There are all said, no excuses, but starting, I'm going out to dinner with these guys tonight. <laughs> tomorrow. <laughs> I will. I'll start tomorrow. Uh, because tonight I'm... I'm <laughs> someone walked in and said, ice cream? And I'm like, no, because I'm trying to be strong for you. No, 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 I don't want any ice cream. And everyone else says no, and you go, yeah. This is like the bride cuts the cake thing going on here. That's Ed Santa Maria. That's the, he's the manager, general manager of all two Just, guys' smoke shops. Eric Newman. That's Jasmine to the right, uh, the pretty little girl, and the pretty big girl, bigger girl. The, the taller one. You don't ever say a girl is bigger. She's taller. Taller. That's yeah, what I said. Okay. <laughs> I read her. You I got, read her lips. You got, I can't keep... you got bagged, is what you did. That's what I meant. Taller. <laughs> we think you're Sand, hot. If that's Lee. if that's any consolation. All right, so. We got to get some of that cake in here. Is is, is what we're trying to. Yeah, what's, that's the only reason we had you cut the cake was so you. But that's it for in everybody. Here. Cut it for everybody. Every cake for everybody. And if you throw a couple of those puffs with the, oh chip, my. the chicken, you've got to be kidding me. Oh, Eric, oh, Eric is feeding Ed right now. <laughs> this is. Oh, oh and you know what? I I think two men can get married in the state now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> is that New Hampshire? Is that Massachusetts? Or I both? think it's Mass. So I'll I'll tell you, as 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 well dressed as Eric is, and as and as uh, as sharp as he is, and as as tactful as he is when he's delivering things, he is a guy who's not afraid to have a good time yeah. and, and go a little outside the box and be goofy. <laughs> yeah. and you just got to appreciate that. Oh, <laughs> uh, please tell me Ed's going to feed him now because that's priceless. And then push the cake in his face and yep. whatever they do. You're a DJ from the mush the cake in his face. Don't do it. Don't do it. Dude. That's my favorite part of any wedding is when the groom just goes hog wild and just mushes it. Um, so, uh, we had lots of shows going on and, and, uh, it's fun having, uh, Eric Newman here and having the diamond crown next week. If you can remember way back, um, when we had, we're having another Eric on Eric Hansen from hammer and sickle will be on next week. He brings the hammer and sickle vodka with him along with the cigars. And that's when things get crazy. Hmm. Things will get crazy. You know, it's the martinis at noon. That take us to another level. Well, it takes you to a level lower because you end up passing out on us after the show so, is over. So you know it that that uh, you know it, 
slows me down and brings me down. So you got to jump in, but certainly brings me to a uh, different place. Uh, we're gonna have to play a song or something. <laughs> is, there a, is there a cake break song? Wow. Wow. Man, I'll tell you, she so, did herself. So not only does it look good, but it tastes good. We hope this will be the. This will be the judgment right here. Like maybe she used flour instead of sugar or put something goofy in it. Flour instead. Mm. Mm. Oh, that's what I'm talking about right there. Wow. Yeah, it looks good and tastes she, good. You have a gift, young lady. You have a gift. You. You. Don't you 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 have it. Uh, so next week it's going to be about it's going to be vodka and cigars with Eric Hansen from Hammer and Sickle. Where are we going to be? We're going to be in Salem, and then I believe after that point, most of everything is going to happen in the Seabrook store. Thank goodness, because I am sick and dry and tired of driving around everywhere. Well, we went up uh, last week to the studio in New Hampshire. Yes. And saw that they would not let us smoke in the studio, but that would be an interesting show to do in the studio because we wouldn't have to deal with all the electronic things and problems that could happen and does happen. Maybe we can smoke little cigars when we go in. No, I tried. I said, what if we do it? I'd like to remove the windows out of the, uh, you know, overlooking the thing. But I'll tell you, all the political people in that area are all in that that area of Nashua. So uh, it would be our last show probably if we did it. (laughs) That's the problem. So that's where we will be having our last show in the studio. Okay. The last show ever will be in that studio if we ever do it. And we'll plan that. We won't say anything to anybody because there's nobody listening anyway. Right. But the last show, and the, and the station should know it. If we say we're going to do a show in the studio, understand that that will be our last show because we're going to smoke up a cloud. Yeah, we are. Get dragged out by the state police. Yeah, pay the fine and uh, hang up the, all the advertising on the wall. That's what, That's the way we're going down. Uh, July 7th, we will return to the Seabrook store. That'll be an interesting show because it's uh, we're going to talk about cigars and smoke cigars and everything, but we're going to have the vintage watchman on. This guy is a watch collector, and you bring your watches to the show, and he'll tell you what it's worth. He'll appraise it right there. He'll tell you a history of, of it. I have a handful of watches. I'm going to bring myself. And um, he sells he sells watches and he buys them, sells them, trades them. So uh, that's the vintage watchman. You know his name, Micah Tasker. Micah, M I K A, M I C A H, I believe. But yes, something like that. Um, July fourteenth, we have Barry from Estelo Cubano. If you haven't tried that cigar yet, um, and on July twenty-first, we have Sean Poza. He's here today, uh, but we put the bosses on instead of uh, Sean. But we'll bring him on, and he's going to talk about Brickhouse cigars on that day. And on July twenty-eighth, actually, we're back here in Nashua, but I think we're going to be outside of Nashua because oh, right. we're doing the Smoking Hot Bikes and Hot Other Things <laughs> show. I don't know. That's what it says. That's what we're going to go with. I'm going to say probably Jasmine will show up in a bikini. Maybe. Is that on the... Is that possible? That's no. not even in for the uh, thing. She's not in. Not in. Chicken. No, she's about making cakes and uh, being the cigar girl. The cigar girl. She's good. She's good. Um, so the blog. We talked about the blog earlier. We talk about different things on the blog as uh, stuff happens. Oh, Hi. If you guys show up in the Speedos, 
I'll consider a bikini. I'm in. Now, look well, at me, Jasmine. Well, you don't want that to happen. Nobody wants that to happen. Yeah, sure. <laughs> You're into that? I don't think so. I saw your husband. He's in good shape. You're not into this. And it would be a train wreck, and it would be not good. Let her laugh for a while on that one. <laughs> let's, not, let's never bring that up again. And don't put that in your thoughts or anything, because it'll uh, you'll have nightmares tonight. Um, I just can't wash that image off my mind. Oh, my God. I, I can't myself. I, I, I sicken myself, so that's, that's the way it is. Um, on the blog, we talk about different things that happen. I mentioned to you, you know, don't keep your cigars too hot because we're in a – and it's just like when you come in the office and we talk about whatever happened. So it was three hot days, so this was happening. The people were saying, wow, my cigars, blah, blah, blah. Oh, do something about it. But um, – it was Fal that uh, gave me a call this week and said, hey, did you see that article uh, on the uh, Major League Baseball player? Uh, check it out. It's a Chicago White Sox player. Um, check it out. Um, uh, did you hear the Major League Baseball player Alex Ramirez, A-L-E-X-E-I? Alexi? Alexia? Alexi. Alexi Ramirez. Uh, yep. And his cigar ritual. You know the story? Nope, but I know you guys. It is Alexi. Okay. Uh, it seems to be big news for no apparent reason. Ramirez uh, was seen smoking a cigar. Good. That's the big news. A cigar. What about? Uh, they even have pictures of this evil act posted on Instagram. Chewing tobacco has been a long time uh, ingrained in baseball players' culture, uh, but some are offended with the idea that Ramirez has a pregame ritual of smoking a cigar. Even in Little League, we all got the pouch of Big League Chew. It yeah, it's bubblegum, but it looks just like chewing tobacco. That's okay. You notice you didn't get the uh, the, the bubblegum cigar because they have a problem with that. Uh, so Ramirez, 30-year-old adult major league player playing for the Chicago White Sox, was born in Pinar del Rio, Cuba. Actually, a big place for, for tobacco. He grew up in tobacco and cigars his whole life. Uh, comes here, becomes an American baseball player, 30 years old. The guy's making $5 million a year, and he goes all by himself in the corner. He's got his laptop with him. Nobody's around. And before the before the game even starts, way before the game, Every time he lights a cigar to relax and get ready for the big game. Um, somebody took a picture, put it on Instagram, and everybody is up in, up in arms over it. Remember Wade Boggs used to eat chicken before the game in his career? How about Boston Red Sox, who in 2004 would cowboy up by taking shots of Jack Daniels during their historic and successful post-game run? Right? Yeah, Absolutely. Well, no problem with that. The problem is that Ramirez lights a cigar by himself as a pregame ritual before the game. Now, he isn't doing so well. Maybe that's where the problem arises. If, if the guy was... Uh, Manny back, Ramirez. But, right. <laughs> it'd be different. I don't know. But the point of the matter is it's enough beating up cigar smokers. Get off it. Leave us alone and stop bothering anyone who's not bothering you. And if you don't, even if you're not a cigar smoker... If you don't help us stand up against cigars, they're coming after something you like. Which is, for example, which is your blog. I have it here. Soda. They're in the the town of Cambridge, Massachusetts. They are putting a ban on certain size sodas. You cannot get anything over the size of 16 ounces. You just can't buy it. You could buy a hundred eight-ounce sodas. 
but you can't get one. This started in New York. 16 ounces. This started in New York uh, about a month ago, and the, and the folks in Cambridge liked it that wait, this is what's happening. Well, wait, this is what happened. The can you, wait, can you buy a two-liter? You can buy a two-liter of soda, I believe, yes. No, that would be more than 16 ounces. Well, you can't. This is restaurants. I'll read the article here. It's the mayor of Cambridge has proposed limiting the size of soda and sugar-sweetened beverages sold in city restaurants, saying she was inspired by a similar measure in New York City. You wrote the article. I'm reading it right now. I just read so well, you can't tell I'm reading it. No, but you said, let me read the article. You wrote it. I'm... Go ahead. (laughs) You're unbelievable. (laughs) Mayor... Henrietta No, Davis. you're doing it in your voice, Jonathan. Oh, yeah. <laughs> uh, Monday asked city's health officials to research her proposal and make a recommendation on limiting beverage sizes. The city is adjacent to Boston and is home to Harvard and MIT. Davis cited an increased risk of obesity and diabetes as a reasoning behind the resolution. Speaking of obesity, I usually don't like the, the frosting. Yeah, the, the fondant cake. usually is kind of disgusting, but this frosting it's, is good. It's good. It's very go ahead. good. Go ahead. There's a secret to that, I think. Mm. So this is the this is the part that really, really put the shrimp in my shrimp cocktail. Here we go. As much free will as you can have in a society is a good idea, Davis said. With the public health issue, you look at those things that are dangerous for people that need government regulation. Now, being fat does not hurt anyone. It's not like drinking and driving. Drinking and driving has the potential of hurting other people. So, yeah, the government should step in and regulate that and say there's a limit to the amount that you can consume when it comes to alcohol before you get behind the wheel. How about eating and driving? Because I've, I've been known to do that, too. I don't think there's a problem with that. All right. There isn't. I can handle it. So when the government came for the hippies' weed, we all thought it's not our problem. We can let the potheads deal with it. When they came for our cigars, a lot of people said, I don't smoke cigars, so it's not my problem. Now they're coming after soda. They're starting with the oversized servings, and soon they'll work their way down to many small ones, and or to how many small ones, and eventually the government will have their hands, fingers, and fat, ugly faces involved in every part of our everyday lives. How about the extra-large Dunkin' Donuts coffee? They're going to go after that? Of course they'll go after it. They're going to go after everything. You know, there's a whole bunch of problems that are going on in this country. There's a lot more stuff happening in Cambridge, What is the soda is the answer. What's the government's job? They handle infrastructure? which is roads, please. disasters, please. public safety, water supply, sewers, electrical grids, telecommunications, all things that they suck at. Right. Mm. So instead of going back and getting better at the stuff they're bad at, which happens to be their job, they're looking for things to involve themselves on that is the exact opposite of their job. I think they're trying to take us, make us look at something else. Please look over here yeah. like a magician does. Check this hand over here. Watch what I'm doing over here. Meanwhile, meanwhile, they can hide whatever they have to hide. That's what I think is going on. You know on. what drives you guys boil my blood? You know what drives me nuts is that we keep referring to the government as they. It yeah. should be us. That's right. like my biggest gripe. Well, and that's just by... Well, they're certainly not speaking for me. No, they're not speaking for Remember us at all. Remember that our rights and privileges were recognized by our constitutional bill of rights as a result of what was missing in England under a dictatorship. It only took us 200 years to grow into the most powerful country in the world because of those very rights. With the power to choose, we accept the power to fail as well as to reap what we sow. As we hand our power of choice over to the government, we can expect our society to decline on the whole. Say no to government involvement and say yes to your freedoms. Say yes. I say yes to my freedoms. That's what I want. Don't yes. forget to uh, to vote this year. Oh, vote. Please. 
vote with your head. This article, by the way, has the most response on our on our site, by the way. Most comments. Just saying. The article. The article itself. You wrote it. I wrote the article. That's why it has the most. What you also did is the manly way to relight a cigar. That is pretty funny. It's good. And it's a video. And, and you'll get that on the blog thing, too. So lots of things that we put on there. I mentioned uh, last week, I want to mention it again, U.S. Senator Kelly Ayotte of New Hampshire stands up for cigar smokers. We have uh, some New Hampshire voters over here. She is our state senator. She has signed um, the bill to uh, separate ourselves from the FDA. Uh, thank you so much to Kelly Ayotte. You have my vote. Um, when, when that comes up, uh, you did one for me. I'll do at least 100 back for you. So that's the way it goes. Um, what else do we got going on? Um, Pete Johnson, owner of Havana Cellar Cigars, the Tatuaje brand, is starting a new company. Help me out with this, Mr. Jonathan. He writes things that, words that I cannot pronounce. El La Atelier. La Atelier Imports is the name of the company. Havana Sellers was good. I could pronounce that, but L with a little thing over it. A T E. Yeah. A T E L I E R imports. La Atelier. Uh, will be because you're French, right? Yeah, that sounds French. Floor. Delivery. Uh, will be headquartered in Miami rather than Los Angeles, where Havana Sellers is based now. The company plans to debut a flagship brand, also called La. Same blah, thing. blah blah blah. La yeah. Atelier. Uh, that will be rolled by My Father Cigars, which is Don Pepin Garcia, which is where all his cigars are, are made, uh, from all Nicaraguan filler binders and wrapper from Ecuadorian leaf. Um, the brand will be medium to full-bodied, according to Johnson, and all sizes will take on the Cohiba Beehike um, trio launch, the three sizes that the Cuban Cohiba Beehike came in. So it's going to be uh, tailed after that. Um, my question is... Why would he open another company? That's a very interesting move. Which is going to cost twice the employees and twice the place the distribution. You know anything about that, Ed? He has some ideas. Hmm. So um, maybe it's, well, I would say, if. Um, I think we put this out on the blog. We put it out to you guys to get your ideas, too. And next week we talk about it and say, why is this? Well, imagine every once in a while I get hired by a strip club to DJ. I cannot DJ under the moniker Mr. Jonathan because that brand is all about wholesome everything. Really? Yeah. Really. Yeah? Richard and fart jokes aside, yeah. yes. Okay. Now, if I'm playing at that kind of club, I DJ under a different name. What is that? Juz Steve. J-U-S space Steve. J-U-S. Juz. Juz Steve. Steve. So really? That's... So that if they if I got caught DJing in a strip club or whatever, good. Give, give me one of those things, dude. Uh, not, yeah, ladies and gentlemen, oh. welcome to the stage, Dave. Andy. <laughs> <laughs> what do you got? You going for a little dessert? Oh, here we go. A little go. dessert after your cake. It's like a little mini party in your mouth right here. And that is a um, no, thank you. It's tomato. It's like tomatoes, is onions, a little cheese, and a phyllo dough crust. It's like a little pizza exploding in your mouth. They're Richard awesome. likes it. He's a vegetarian, so that's actually something he can eat. With a cigar goes perfect. With the goes cigar, perfect. I don't know. I'm trying to read his lips and understand what he's saying. This is a fun game to try to see what people, you know, it is. 
as because usually people it's it's loud and I can hear them a little bit. You're like a display. You're in the glass. Yeah. It's like looking at animals in a zoo. <laughs> oh, good. I feel even better. I feel even better about that. So, um, what else? Um, what do I got? The uh, oh, I got one other thing I want to mention here: the $800 birthday cigar. Uh, with high school graduations that are just happening all over the place. Um, cigar smoker controversy has happened in a high school. Uh, there's lessons galore. The first one, don't smoke a cigar on your 18th birthday. Um, this kid smokes a cigar on his 18th birthday. Um, he had signed a, he had signed a uh, document saying that he would remain tobacco-free as part of his graduation package from the school. So the very second he got caught smoking a cigar, he was in violation. But he smoked it on his 18th birthday, which was now it was okay. It was legal. So because he violated his non-tobacco agreement with the school, they held back his ability to graduate. Not only only graduate, but there was he was in the band, and there was a trip that the band was going to take that you had to prepay for. Come on. He was banned from the trip, which cost him. $800. $800. I think that was $400, plus there was some sort of uh, extra thing. He had to pay another 400 on top of that. It ends up adding up to $800 total, plus lawyer's fees, plus court time to try to Smoked fight it. Smoked a cigar on his 18th birthday, can't graduate high school. Come on. Wow. I'm wondering if that perhaps is he looking for a job is because I'll hire far. the guy in Absolutely. one second. you got to be kidding me. It's craziness. This stuff, you can't make it up. This is true stuff. Can't make it up. This is what happens when you allow the government into your life yep. in any way, shape, or form. The very second they stop doing the roads and taking care. We, we had power outages last year as a result of uh, storms. The power goes out for weeks at a time, and I still have to pay my premiums on my electric bill whether I have electricity or not government doesn't get involved there they don't say oh geez you know what we messed up we allowed the trees to grow over the lines for years and neglected and just kept your money so now we're going to reimburse you because you were out all the food in your fridge all the food in your freezer oh and plus you froze your tukus off because you just couldn't keep up with the heat with one little wood stove that's just what they should have said to me oh well hey last week (laughs) There's nothing you can do about it. It's like, I don't want to get upset over this there, stuff. There is something that we can do about it. We vote the bums vote, out is vote, what we do. Vote the bums out. Hey, last week was Father's Day. Huge business in the cigar retail end. I'm hearing it not from just ourselves and our stores and stuff, but from other re- uh, cigar retailers told me they had fantastic weeks. I just heard it um, from um, the cigar rep saying that uh, everybody around here said they were uh, doing good. I checked on it, and... Um, it's a new record for Father's Day, not not uh, just on cigar stores, but on every store. It, America spent $113 billion. Billion with a B. Wow. Billion on Father's Day, a brand new record, but still 30% less than Mother's Day. Wow. wow. How interesting is that? Very interesting. You know why? Because your dad doesn't really care that much if you get him something for Father's Day or not. It really isn't that big a deal. Did you get anything? No. I don't care. I don't celebrate Hallmark holidays. Yeah, but some... I didn't even call. I actually called my dad on Father's Day and did everything except wish him a happy Father's Day. Why do you do that? Why do you? Why? Why must you be like that? That's the way he wants it. That's the way he wants it. That's the way I want it.
Is that the way he wants it? Absolutely. You sure? I got the concept of not celebrating right. Hallmark holidays from him. All right. I don't want you to be like that because you like that. But if that's the way he wants you to be, <laughs> I'm like that's that. the way you are. It's just the I like. Way, I do way. enjoy being a little different, but that doesn't mean it's bad. It's bad. All right. Uh, next week, we go Russian with Russian vodka and hammer and sickle cigars live at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Salem. Looking forward to that. Uh, you were supposed to be drinking, actually, yesterday. You consumed drunk? an entire bottle of wine. Still here. Yeah? I didn't get to bed until 1 o'clock in the morning. You told me I'm leaving here and I'm going to drink yesterday. So you <laughs> did. Drank. I DJed. I taught. Okay. It was a party. All right. Uh, we're going to try drinking next week. So uh, I don't know what you're saying, Ed. All right, we're going to take. We're, we're going to leave now. This is the Diamond Crown Cigar Lounge here at Two Guys Smoke Shop in Nashua, New Hampshire. Come on by. We're going to be here for a few more hours. Uh, there's hors d'oeuvres, the cigars. Uh, it's a good time. Come on by. Meet Eric Newman and Maybe all we the people here. Maybe could get Eric to sign like a little decree, kicking out the number two guy, so we could be number two, and then reinstate that guy at number fifty-five. Maybe. Okay. That's it for us. Thanks for listening. You've been listening to the Cigar Authority on the United Cigar Retailers Network. Remember, keep the lid end out of your mouth. <laughs> Hi, Chuck Morrison here for Desperado Cigars. You know, the economy is down. You hear it all the time. But what can you do about it? Well, not much if you ask me. But you can save a little scratch on your cigars if you're that desperate. Now, I'm no desperate man, but I can still enjoy a Desperado Cigar. In this economy, you can still find a cigar that you can cut, light, and enjoy without breaking the bank. Desperado cigars are imported from the fine Dominican Republic and priced for just about a dollar a smoke. Shoot, you can't beat that with a stick. They'll keep the bugs away and your old lady too. Desperado cigars. They taste fine and smoke well. Desperado cigars. The lowest priced national brand in the land. I'm Chuck Morrison for Desperado cigars. Don't forget to turn off the lights. We'll try to save some money around here. You hear? Two guys rock. Two guys rock. With a billion choices. It's Doggy Heaven. Hi, this is Pat Whitley. Can I have your attention for a second? I want to tell you about a fellow named Dave and the fact I have been buying my cigars from him since 1985 when they first opened up. Two Guys Smoke Shop. Now, Two Guys Smoke Shop have three convenient locations right over the Massachusetts border in tax-free New Hampshire. Now, here's something I bet you didn't know. Two Guys Smoke Shop is America's largest cigar shop and has the largest inventory of cigars anywhere. Wait till you see this place. You're not going to believe it, all right? Now, if you like cigars, you can't find a better place to buy them than at Two Guys Smoke Shop. They're in Salem, New Hampshire, Seabrook, New Hampshire, and their new location in tax-free Nashua, New Hampshire. It is worth the ride. You can call 888-2-CIGAR-2. That's 888-2-CIGAR-2 or on the web at twoguyssmokeshop.com. The best place to buy cigars anywhere is Two Guys Smoke Shop. It's Stogie Heaven. With a million choices, it's Stogie Heaven. Hi, I'm John Stamos. You want to play? Making music isn't about how good you are. It's a chance to discover a different side of yourself. And who am I kidding? I learned to play music to get chicks, but it's been the best thing of my life. You want to learn more? Go to wannaplaymusic.com. 
Hi, I'm Gary Sinise. Want to play? You don't have to be a rock star to have a good time making music. People from all walks of life and all levels of experience play music in their spare time just for the fun of it. Learn more about the benefits of making music and how to get started at wannaplaymusic.com.